It is high time for the Quincy Jones show. We celebrated our 200th episode last week, but uh, what a way to make it even bigger by this week, having dynamite right in our neighborhood, right at our doorsteps, knocking on our doorsteps to help call the action. But we said, no, we are mm-hmm. fans this time around. We are going to enjoy the show. But my name is Quincy Jones. Go. I'm on the line. Zoom, zoom style with the, the greatest tag team partner in the world. Doc. Lester. Oh, yeah. Zoom, uh, Zoom, Poke Cabana in the building. Doc Lester, hip hop hybrid. Let go. Okay, I, this wasn't planned, but have you heard that there's rumors about the reason why Cabana's not been on TV? Supposedly, I, I mean, is it because of punks? That, you know? Well, see, this is weird. I guess they said that they changed his contract around for him to be exclusive with uh, Ring of Honor because obviously they, they could use him coming in, you know, with, with the new show or whatever they're going to do with it. Yeah. But then they're saying, like, part of that relegation to Ring of Honor, where he's just basically floating around, not on an actual show. It's be, they're saying that it has something to do with punk. I don't know if they're saying yeah. they're trying to keep them separate. I don't know if that means they're saying that punk is the one who put that order in motion to keep him away from it. I don't know what it, I mean. You know, again, it's all yeah. rumors and shit. But I was like thinking it's, it's weird that it took this long for this rumor to kick up because. The moment he joined the AEW, that was the first thing I was thinking about was this is going to be kind of crazy with two of Chicago's own in the same company that definitely don't get along anymore. Exactly. So, I remember uh, there was a card, too, or I don't know if they were in Chicago per se, but I remember there was a, a night where yeah, Colt was on the card and Punk was, but they were on two different. No, uh, it was it was when Daniel Bryan was on his tear. He was fighting everybody, mm-hmm. all the hometown guys. So that, that's, that's that was the right. night where he yeah. kicked his teeth, his tooth out. Mm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Now that that is interesting. Uh, like you said, like why now? Because I think that was everyone's concern when Punk was confirmed. You know, all elite. So, uh, but I think a lot of us too were like, well, maybe we'll see a match or something, or I don't know. But yeah, that's kind of. I, I get why to put him on the ring side, uh, not ring side, but ring of honor side. But um, yeah, very interesting. I, I did hear. I don't know if that is that is that confirmed that that's what's happening. Or no, just- it, it's just weird that there's been more and more people as of like probably the week of not this week of the show, but the week of like double or nothing. There was a lot of people that were like kind of, you know what I mean, turn over turning over that rug to kind of show the that turd in the house, but no one really knew if the turd was real or if it came from their house. You know what I mean? I so got it was like we weird. left it there in the first yeah place. it was just weird i saw this swell of people start to talk about it and i was like well i mean you could have said that way before now because he hasn't even been on tv outside yeah. of the daniel bryan stuff so and then the first time before then i couldn't tell you probably some multi-man match on dark or something with the dark order i don't i have no idea but yeah probably, probably um yeah. but obviously we we do have uh some a little, I don't want to say bigger. I'm, I'm not trying to, I guess more well, we significant. Did. I don't think we did news last week, so we definitely got yeah. news. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I mean, I will say it's a little bit more significant than the rumors that we have as we have a little bit of shoot, a little bit of work. I don't know what's going on here, but obviously let's uh, let's get into it, man. 
Oh, uh, yeah, man. I mean, last week, uh, we didn't want to speak on it too prematurely. Uh, but at the same time, we didn't have all the details yet as more stuff came out over the weekend. And of course, we're talking about Maxwell, Jacob Friedman and his ongoing, uh, I guess, feud with uh, Tony TK Khan. Um, I mean, it was said over the weekend, you know, or let me track back. Everyone knows there's been some sort of contract dispute, concern, et cetera, between MJF and, of course, uh, All Elite Wrestling. Uh, but this weekend, it kind of reached a different level. Apparently, um, you know, you guys have already heard he was supposed to be at a fan fest type of situation at the meet and greet. He no showed it. Apparently, um, you know, he was very upset. I don't know if there was a conversation had earlier that day, but he was so dejected. And as people have been saying, he seems uh, withdrawn. Like they've noticed he's been very withdrawn backstage lately. The, the the term I've been seeing that everyone's been using in the same report is, quote, it's been reported that he has not felt like he's been on the same wavelength as the rest of the company is what they've been using. Wavelength mm. for some reason. Yeah. OK, well, I can see that. But I, I, I and when I hear that, I think he's thinking in terms of uh, what he brings to the table like he's above some of the other guys. But when I hear withdrawn, it sounds like he's like not there. Like he's so yeah, he's, out of it. And apparently he, that's why he no showed is because he could, didn't want to go feeling that way. And he knew he wouldn't be able to live up to, I guess the character aspects that why people go to a MJF meet and greet. Um, apparently his phone was being blown up. He actually did not answer the phone uh, for anybody, but Sean Ross Sapp. Uh, which is what was very, um, very interesting, I would say, because uh, it was like, I don't want to talk to the office, but I'll talk to the media, you know, um, and not nothing against Sean Ross Sapp and Fightful Select, because those guys are very accurate with their with their, uh, you know, reporting. But it was just interesting to say. And I think people said they saw him, uh, you know, uh, gambling. Uh, in, in yeah, some see, it was never confirmed, but fans were like saying that they saw him at Mandalay Bay gambling. But I'm like. I feel like he wouldn't put himself in that situation knowing people are going to be like, dude, well, what are you doing here? I paid money to see you. Yeah. You know what I mean, like without security like that, I don't know. Exactly. Right. And, and I and feel like so, fans at that point just want to be able to say that they saw him and there's no way to substantiate it either way. Right. Like exactly. And then from there. Right. Right. And and then from there, it gets a little, you know, uh, more dire because then the rumor mill kicks up and you hear uh, that there's a plane ticket bought for MJF to fly out of Vegas, uh, presumably back home. But what started up the MJF's going to be no show. This is going to no show the show, you know, and that got a lot of traction, obviously. But um, we could confirm. Uh, obviously, he was at the show. You guys saw him. He got squashed by Wardlow uh, per Sean Ross Sapp. Uh, he showed up shortly before his match and left right after as he, quote, has a lot to think about, which is what he told Sean Ross uh, Sapp. Uh, and then when asked to comment on the situation during the media scrum, TK said, quote, yeah. I'm not going to comment on that. I got a lot of stuff on the pay-per-view that I can comment on, but I'm not going to comment on that. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. which, again, it's, it's a smart business move not to, but at the yeah. same time, it makes you look a certain way by not talking about it. And yeah. this guy is talking about it to any media outlet that'll listen. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah it, it's a weird situation. Like, you know, he kind of addressed it. Obviously, I know we're going to talk about the dynamite that we went to because he yeah, obviously we'll showed definitely. up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he had some obviously choice words, but it, it's just other stuff, too, because it's like. 
you know, everybody was on the unprofessional train when they heard about this. Because, of course, everyone's thinking he's not going to know he's going to no show the show. I was more worried, you know, not that I thought he wouldn't show up, but I was like, man, what are they going to do if he doesn't like that kind of sucks for Wardlow after all this yeah. long, long, long storytelling over what, two and a half years? You know what I mean? So, yeah. And you know what? That's another thing I found out was Wardlow had no idea about any of this until the day of the show that oh, any man. of this was going on. Yeah. Which is that's, crazy. That's kind of weird that nobody would would get any idea. Right. And and I get kayfabe. But you know him and Max at this point probably talk, right? Yeah, I know they're they're enemies right now, but it's crazy to think like that, you know, that there's uh, an increased like separation from them where he wouldn't know what's going on or wouldn't know. But I thought that was interesting. Yeah, after working so closely with him all these years, yeah, that's yeah. I mean, to your point, can you imagine if he did know and walked in and then? Oh, he the one of the biggest moments, if not the biggest match that's yeah. not against CM Punk. You know, the star making match for him pretty much is like out the window. Yeah. You know, and it's funny because I thought to myself too, as the show started, I said, if it's gonna happen, I would put it on first because I'm sure MJF doesn't want to stay. I was thinking the same it, thing, but then yeah. at the same time, in a kayfabe world, how much more buys are you getting the day of for people that are like, Well, shit, is he gonna be there or not? I need to know. Yeah, if they, if they would have made him wait the whole night, you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, and, it's, and it's he played up all the thing. You know, we talked about yeah. the animating of the plane and all that stuff. And But yeah, my bad. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say it's hard because, you know, people have their their say about it. But dude, like he is a guy that is getting kind of I forgot the name of the I can't remember the word, but just like gravely like under not underused, but underpaid. For what he does mm-hmm. bring. Yeah, I, I mean, there, yeah. because there was some details that came out about like a loose figure of probably what a lot of these guys were making in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And they said that he's already since that number, that proposed number. And it was it wasn't a, a direct number. It was like a between this amount and this amount based yeah, on like, like a, 40 to 70,000. Yeah, it, which, which, which it was just based on the kind of contract that they were yeah. referring to. So it wasn't like that's like the terms that they were negotiating. That's just kind of the nature of the contract. But they didn't while they did note that he did manage to get one pay raise from whatever, you know, the Mm -hmm. number was between that. There's just a year. Apparently he he just hasn't. I mean, to to hear that this guy was making like at the very least $100,000 a year was crazy to me. Yeah. I mean, Wade Keller, he had said, uh, yeah, MJF's contract, of course, Wade Keller, PW Torch. He said a contract is worth, quote, like hundreds of thousands of dollars, but is modest compared to the contracts of more than a half of a dozen free agent signings AEW has made over the past year, including Christian, Mark Henry, Malachi, Adam Cole, Brian Danielson, DC and Punk. Those wrestlers are getting paid four or five times more than him. So, you know, MGF is by all accounts kind of fuming over this, which, you know, kind of I makes mean, sense because you name a lot of those guys and how many of those guys are bringing in segment numbers like he is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, and so, I'm not I'm not the demo guy. I don't really like to do the stats, but it's like. If, when you know what you're worth and then you got guys who aren't even actively wrestling like a Mark Henry and a Paul White that are getting paid more than you to to not do more than you mm-hmm. i'd be kind of pissed off too i'm not mad at like a malachi but malachi ain't worth four times as much as mjf not the way that they've I, yeah, been featured not the way they've been featuring him you know what i mean yeah. um it's like the, almost like is it just to match the wwe contract almost sort of i mean just, just to make sure that they don't 
yeah, they don't go from some yeah. to somewhere else. I don't know. I mean, because my thing is yeah, this: it's like, like the supplement, like the supplement their their last salary. Maybe I don't know. Well, it's weird because I felt like he was trying to make this statement when WWE did let go of Paul White and Mark Henry. Like, oh, these guys don't know how to take care of their legends. And I'm like, okay, but why are you paying them all this money when they show up? They none yeah. of them. Mark shows up once a week on the main event. You know what I mean of Rampage. Paul's yeah. not on, even on TV unless he, you know, he's on the YouTube thing. What are you paying them these contracts for? Like, like a brand new Brian Danielson and a CM Punk. Absolutely, I get it. A hundred percent. You know what I mean? Um, and even a, a couple of their like up and coming that they know that they're paying like their potential is gonna, you know what I mean, get that ROI yeah. on it. But yeah, man, there's some guys I'm just like, like, don't tell me like a guy like Dante Martin is getting paid more than MJF. You know what I mean? I, I doubt that. I doubt that. But see, if his contract was forty to seventy thousand or whatever, I can understand that. But going back to what you said, where he yeah, you're right, he did get a raise at the beginning of the year, but I heard it was still he felt like it was still a slap in the face. Like it was a raise, but not as big as he thought he should have got. It reminds me of that episode so, of Fresh Prince um, when um when Jeffrey was expecting a big raise and they just gave him like a bunch of extra bro. perks. And, and he's like, he, oh, like, okay. Oh, I'll just quit. <laughs> yeah. He was like, I'm yeah. out. But uh, I do want to say this as well. Uh, Wade Keller, um, you know, he was asked if, you know, obviously people have been making parallels with MJF, no showing to the whole Naomi and Sasha situation with WWE. And the big question was with MJF doing this, would WWE's interest in him still uh, be there? And he said, yeah, I heard well, about this. Yeah. One source in WWE. Yeah, the one source WWE told me that MJF is seen as such a commodity that his recent intractable behavior on and off air with AEW would not deter Vince McMahon from making him a lucrative uh, offer. He's very coveted right now. Um, and they also, you know, it's also worth noting his contract is up, I think it's January 1st, 2024. So they have about a year and a half to convince him to stay. But again, you know, as we get, uh, get towards the AEW review, uh, we might have a little bit more on that, but it is worth noting that it seems that everything over the weekend that we just talked about was a shoot. But since uh, both sides met and they have passed things out uh, and it's uh, seen, you know, as we saw them on, T you know, uh, on Dynamite. But it looks like uh, TK and MJF right now with this whole bomb situation. Again, we'll get to that later. The best of the situation by trying to turn it into a rating. So that's kind of the latest on it right now. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, kind of interesting, uh, very unprecedented, well, I won't say unprecedented, but it, it's one of those things where usually you'll see this on Twitter, right? Versus like on the mic, unless you're a CM Punk and there's not a plethora of CM Punks out there in the wrestling world. So like, like I told you at the show, like, obviously you can't, as a guy under the position, position of Tony, you can't let a guy like, you can't let your, your talent run you especially yeah. publicly, but at the same time, like, you know, pay this guy a little bit more, dude. Like, what are you doing? You can't mm -hmm. tell me, you can't tell me not having to renew Cody's contract didn't open up some money. I'm saying, bro, and like, I don't know. I mean, I, clearly last night they didn't get Bray because that was the big, you know, the big rumor whether – not to the second is that Bray is going to be returning soon with some of his online uh, or his Twitter activity recently. So it's like, but I agree with you. I mean, who's come in a long-term 
contract that would maybe take up that room, but I can't think of anybody. And I agree with you. It's like Cody, especially for the money that they were fighting over, and obviously we saw that ultimately him going back to the Fed. Um, I agree. You would think that would free up some money. So speaking of money, though, to just a side note, during the scrum, TK is with Jade. And a guy asked Jade, like, hey, you know, when Cody left, he wrote that whole thing, that heartfelt goodbye, and said, you know, bye to the students, including you. And he said, you know, to give the Cody Vader, you know, that entrance thing he does to Jade. And as we saw, Jade did come up in the Cody Vader at Double or Nothing, although it was kind of distracting by you know, well, like, uh, she wasn't the, or she wasn't the only one because if you remember, uh, Sammy and Conti did the same thing. Oh, okay, for sure. Well, it was I just thought it was interesting to note that um. I guess it was just something he was waiting to do for Jade at Double or Nothing, but the room seemed to be like, that should be part of your package heading forward. And he's like, ah, well, it costs like $3,000 a night that I do it, which I didn't realize. And uh, she said, uh, well, if we do do it, we're not calling it the Cody Vader anymore. We're going to call it the money lift. And I was like, that's kind of tight. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, there was a lot of other scrum stuff, but we won't get into that. I'm sure if you guys paid attention to Double or Nothing, you saw what TK said to Eric Bischoff, and he was going off in that scrum. He was really like, you know, that's probably where the f bomb started. Why is from. he? Why is he going off on Eric Bischoff when it's not even his battle to have, bro? Come like that. He, it's because he said the whole CM Punk is the biggest financial flop in history. That's why. And he just, someone asked him, what was your thoughts on it? And he just, you know, I think it was like, oh, he was, bullshit. okay, he was asked about it. I was about to tell him, like, bro, yeah. like, can you imagine if he had a response for everything, every criticism that came from Cornette? Like, dude, mm -hmm. everyone, people are going to have stuff to say. Let it go. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, know, you don't always have to answer everything. You know what I mean? Every, yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, we were just talking about Bray Wyatt. Um, and I'm just going to go through this uh, very uh, quickly as I can, but it seems like there's some speculation that the Eater of Worlds will be hungry again and feasting on the pro wrestling world this possibly this weekend. Uh, obviously, Hell in Cell is coming up. Um, and a bit off schedule, is it? Or I don't know why the Hell in Cell is usually in September. But Hell in a Cell is usually in December at the end of the year. Really? Because if you remember, the, the last time they did it during the time it was supposed to be was when it was... Uh, Roman versus Jay Uso. And that was like at the end of the year. Was it? I don't know why I thought that was like after SummerSlam, sep September ish. Because I remember when Seth and Wyatt, that's where I was trying to pivot to. Because I know that was, the, you know, where they thought they killed the characters when they did that whole DQ finish with Seth and him in the cell. So that was interesting if he is going to be. Yeah, I was thinking the same himself. thing. There's obviously some, some uh, history at the event. Mm hmm. Oh, oh, October, my bad. Yeah, oh, yeah, October around the time for Halloween. Yeah, that's when they usually used oh, to do Oh, that, that yeah. makes sense. Well, he was on Twitter, and a lot of people have, uh, you know, there's a few things that people have noticed. Uh, you know, his um, default pick is that of what looks like either a butterfly or a moth with hmm. the uh, fiend's face on it, but the face is scratched out in, like, red scratches. So that's hmm. interesting. Uh, his name is not just Wyndham Six with the red circle. Now it says Wyatt Six. Uh, on his info is interesting. It says, quote, begin again, kid. It's what you do, end quote, with no, you know, nobody uh, in terms of like who said it. But it's like begin again, uh, you know, resurrection, that kind of thing, like that whole 
uh, cycle of, you know, if there's somebody that can reinvent themselves over and over, he's good at it. And then, of course, there's the tweets. Uh, he said, quote, everything good that's ever happened to me first came a period of horrible suffering. I never ask why. I just wait for the rough parts to end. I was chosen for whatever reason, and I've got shit to do. It doesn't hurt anymore. It just burns. I'm ready now with that red circle we were just talking about. Yeah, I'm, I'm, re I'm looking uh, at the tweets right now. Yeah, and then the one I think I sent you guys is even a little bit more Wyndham was talking versus, you know, uh, and he says, I'm tired of watching, tired of hearing irrelevant clowns speculate how I'll be perceived, tired of hearing about my greed, my desire question, which I to the oh oh okay so, like yeah because people were trying to say before like even after the fact like well you know he was pretty hard to work with and he he just he was kind of like uh he only wanted to do what he wanted to do and uh, yeah he, he heard yeah. a bunch of like he wasn't really into it at the end mm -hmm. because they're making him do stuff he didn't want to do and i'm like that sounds perfectly normal yeah. for someone yeah that's that's invested in and, their character and what yeah. he says yeah, definitely, especially if you have a lot invested in that character. And then even when he says my desire question, I feel like that's because he went did a movie that people are like, well, is he going to come back to wrestling? You know, but he says wherever and whenever, or I'm sorry, wherever and whenever I decide to return, I'll remind everyone why they know my name again and again. Believe in me, hashtag I found it, which I'm not too sure what that means. And of course, the last one on May 31st saying patience, it's almost time. So See, all, all, I got all these things. Uh, I, I, I was gonna say I got all these dated on the same date for May 31st, actually. Possibly yeah, three different right. times of yeah. the day. But I perceive the the hashtag as like I found it. Like if people were saying that I lost it or I was I didn't have it, like mm -hmm. or I needed the motivation, I just found it. You know what I mean? So yeah. I mean, worth noting also, he's only following 580 people and he has 1.5 million followers. I saw that. Yeah, I was when I was looking at his Twitter to get these screenshots. So just, oh, he got yeah, an inquiry email. Oh, yeah, he, yeah, I did see that on his info as well. That's all it says. Can we just send it. Can we just hit him up? Hey, um, are you coming back? I'm like, <laughs> show, I need. Show. I'm inquiring about your return. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, one thing that. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna say. Yeah, I mean especially when you say, "Oh, it's the first time we're in L.A.," and the last thing they hear is like, "Oh, he's in L.A." Uh, filming a movie for Warner Brothers, so of course everyone's gonna think that. Oh, why not bring him in when the Warner execs are here for for Dynamite, right? right? Yeah, and he's, he's, right. I he's, forgot he, about that part. Too. He, he's living in L.A. doing a movie. I'm like, no one said he was living here. Calm, calm down, copy mm. tits. <laughs> Seriously, but um, uh, something that uh, may be a good sign uh, just to move away from Bray and the you know the potential Izzy coming. We have something a little well, there, bit there's a connection there. A friend of What's a friend. That? Friend of a former friend or a friend of a friend, one of Brody's Very best true. friends. So there you go. Yeah, one of Brody's. You're right. Big E. Uh, we've been uh, trying to give you guys updates and provide as much info as we can. Um, and it's not too much, but I know he tweeted on the 6th of May. Uh, and it sounded like it was, you know, not the best news, as he said. For those desirous of an update, my C1 apparently isn't healing optimally. And I think you might have reported this. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, we definitely reported here a couple. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about uh, right, yeah. the timeline, yeah. Yeah, where he's, you know, spent another four to six weeks in the brace, hopes he can avoid a fusion. Uh, you know, and thanks for the tremendous support. And despite that tweet, he did recently post a photo without wearing the neck brace, which seems like it could be a promising sign, though some people are also saying, but he's got to prepare to get ultrasounds on his neck. And to do that, you know, you, you got to 
take the brace off. You know, I mean, I was even thinking he could have he could have got he could have just took it off to get a breather too. You know what I mean? But, exactly. Because the picture I'm looking at, he looks like he's just laying on a sofa on his bed, like making a goofy face. He doesn't look like he's in a waiting room or in a rehab center. Like you know, what I'm saying <laughs> don't, so, this don't look like um, Birmingham's waiting room. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, what I mean? so uh, that's all I got on that. But he's he's gonna make it a big goofy face. You know what I mean? He looks like he's in good spirits, and that is Big E to the core. You know, but. Um, hopefully we'll get some more soon, but that's all I really have um, so far. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting thing with Biggie, um, because yeah, I really I'm really hoping that you know he's able to get back, and even if it's not like a two is 100 in ring style, mm-hmm. like I just you know what I mean. It's just one of those things where it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy, um, unfortunately. Exactly. But yeah, exactly. it's a uh, one thing I only wanted to bring up because it's relevant. If you get a chance, you know, uh, Adam Blampede, he he still does like those uh, how to book t- type oh, yeah. of uh, videos. Oh, yeah. He just yeah, did one. Unknown, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He just actually did one a couple days ago on who he thought should be the one to finally give Roman his first loss. And surprisingly, oh, I started to watch that and I didn't get a chance to finish. Yeah, it. he surprisingly, I, I like, he picked uh-huh. Xavier Woods and he says, mm-hmm. I know I know what you're thinking, but by the time I take you on this ride, you, you can see how and when they can kind of do that so and you know at the end i was like okay i could see that you know what i mean because he didn't make Mm -hmm. it too hokey and stuff like that so he he was pretty realistic with the yeah if you get a chance it's pretty good listen it's about like 30 minutes i mean he usually knocks him out the park so that'd be interesting for sure yeah uh, it it definitely wasn't the name i expected him to bring up and he brings up other Mm -hmm. suggestions and says why he's not going to go with them and before he goes on xavier so it's not just like a i'm just going to pick him and just try to book it you know what i mean like this is a challenge for me um, but yeah, as far as the news, um, you know, another thing that we had, uh, reported on a couple weeks ago, uh, with what little details we had, which was only one side of the story coming directly from, um, Kota Bushi, but obviously he's been having some issues, um, recently with his company, um, New Japan Pro Wrestling, more so with, uh, some of the heads, uh, or specifically one head behind the scenes, but I actually have an update on that. Um, there was a press conference that happened uh, May 27th. Uh, okay. New Japan president Takami Obari and the founder and president of the parent company, Bushi Road, uh, Takaki Kidani, addressed that situation in some depth. Um, the company's website summarized the statements in English. So this is what I have. Uh, Obari uh, apologized to the fans and the company's personnel for concern caused by the situation. Uh, he said the talent relation official, which is the person that uh, Code has been having some the, the the most beef with uh, Kikuchi, um, who is also the guy that sent some text messages and questionable text messages to Ibushi uh, about his appearance that they, you know, they claimed it was it was a Japanese independent show that that they believed Ibushi tried to do on purpose to get out of his contract when really it was just mis- miscommunication. It was kind of like uh, a, a, an unapproved appearance type thing. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so I guess because that guy thought he was doing it on purpose to try to like maneuver himself out of contract by trying to uh what do they say what's the word uh violate the contract and the, the, like some of the terms and stuff yeah. uh which wasn't really the situation but this guy just kind of you know what i mean just kind of went on his own and started having this resentment towards uh coda uh anyways uh abari met with uh with coda at the end of march to discuss the situation he did reprimand Abushi for violating the terms of his new, new Japan deal, but Abushi told him he hadn't intended to breach his contract and quote sincerely apologized for his actions. Hmm. So I'm guessing that's again to do with that appearance. 
Um, at the time, Obari says the team at New Japan Pro Wrestling was unaware of the content of the talent relation. Uh, the, the text that Kikuchi basically sent to Abushi, they didn't know oh, what. Really? Yeah, they they weren't aware of what what was being sent. Uh, mm-hmm. After they were shared online and were verified internally, management met again with uh, New Japan lawyers on May 10th. Then it was quote de- uh, determined that uh, said best course of action would be to directly meet with Mr. Abushi to formally apologize. And uh, hear one another's opinions before making a public announcement should one uh, be deemed necessary, end quote. Uh, that meeting happened um, the 26th of May, uh, which involved Kidani, which, again, the, the president of uh, Bushi Road. Yeah. Uh, while New Japan's president says that the talent relations persons, Kikuchi, his texts were, quote, sent in an emotional state, end quote, due to his concern, Abushi wanted to leave the company. Obari called them, quote, inexcusable, especially in their direction to a wrestler who risked his life in order to fulfill his role as a professional, end quote. Uh, He also indicated that uh, Kikuchi would be punished. Um, Didn't really specify how. Yeah. But he says, quote, for the thoughtlessness content of these messages, we fully and unreservedly apologize to Mr. Ibushi. Despite the official's lengthy relationship with Mr. Ibushi, the lack of consideration shown to him, and by extension, our wrestlers at large should be met with an appropriate penalty. Uh, both men praised Ibushi's. Uh, both men uh, uh, praised Ibushi repeatedly in the remarks, with Kidani suggesting they'd like to have him involved as a public face of the company, possibly mm. working behind the scenes at Stardom while he continues to rehab his shoulder. Uh, they also repeatedly stated that he is still under contract in New Japan. The reason why they said that is at this time before this come out, uh, you know, Koda was saying, oh, I'm I'm released. I'm gone. They, they sent me a message. He basically said Kikuchi sent him a message telling him he was fired. Yeah. So, um, so they're trying to walk it back because it's like, a, well, he wasn't authorized to. Yeah, he wasn't speaking for us. Yeah. Got you. Type okay. of thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and obviously they felt bad because and, and I don't have those quotes, but. I don't know if you heard, but Coda had been keeping in touch with his mom, trying to tell her as much as he can about the situation without like going into details she won't understand. Mm-hmm. And like, dude, she ended up attempting suicide. I don't know if you heard about that shit. Because his mom. Yeah, on. she was so upset about what was going on. She attempted suicide. What? Yeah. And Coda, that's when this had to come to a head because Coda was like online talking about it, saying, Y'all owe my mother an apology. Like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? You know what I mean? Like, type shit and it was just like fuck no not at all man it's ugh, yeah. i don't know but they said quote kota bushi is and remain and will remain a key member of the new japan pro wrestling roster this kind of severe disagreement between company and talent should not happen again in order to pre- in order to prevent any such instances in the future and ensure the best possible working environment for talent we will be actively engaged in discussion with mr Ibushi about improving company policy and implementing proper procedure because you know he was also kind of whistleblowing saying hey man there's some shit going on like y'all got some mm. dirty sexual allegations going on with these young boys too is what he, he was trying to open up a can of worms so i don't know again this could be them just trying to you know paint over the the, the cracks in the wall pretty much yeah. um but yeah. i did notice that the whole time they referred to him as mr ibushi with that you know they, they, they put him with some respect on his name uh it says no specifics were given as to how uh kikuchi the the talent relations official will be punished uh, beyond his being moved into another role at the very least. Abushi apparently uh, will face a financial penalty with Obari responding to a question from the media by saying, quote, especially considering the circumstances surrounding everything that happened, 
There was never any consideration given to termination, but given the contract breach involved in the unsanctioned appearance, as well as publishing company secrets, which, you know, him tweeting and shit, that is something that we would that would likely result in a salary reduction, which I was like, word. Like, all right. But company secrets, that's the that's the term. It's like. Yeah, I mean, because when you sign, it's like that arbitration thing. You know what I mean? That that, uh, you went through before, like. I get it. Yeah. But, But to say after he's saying sexual allegations when he and, when and he, there was more it wasn't just that but that was the more important things but yeah i, I hear what you're saying like so if, you're not saying they're not true you're just saying that they're secret <laughs> yeah and that's what i'm saying like even if that was one of five things it's still in the bag and you're saying this is a secret bag that shouldn't have been revealed and it's just like and and, and but mind you this could be just a poor translation to english too so yeah i was gonna um, say secrets company secrets uh yeah this is plural move they're trying to get some pr going to to really like clean this up it just seems like they stopped themselves in the foot a bit but again you you're right it really could be the translation but that's uh interesting wording yeah it is because it's plural too it's not even just a one secret it's secrets so but uh yeah the end saying no timetable was given for abushi's return to the ring while obari and kadani said he was consulted on every aspect of today uh, oh not this is obviously a couple days ago of the press conference that took place uh, they left uh, open the possibility of a public statement on the matter as well. And one came in the morning as he tweeted about things being left out of the country. Uh, out of, uh, oh, oh, he tweeted that things, certain things were left out of the company's version of events. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. New Japan then issued a correction, which was retweeted with another apology from Abari. So, yeah. Okay. I mean, mm-hmm. they know they under the microscope, dude. So, yeah, you know, they got a screen. Yeah. So. Let's be honest, New Japan's allure um, and appeal from the U.S. markets have dumbed down a bit since, obviously, the elite have left and created all elites. So um, this isn't doing them any favors either. You know, saying so, that I don't know the last I mean, I know they got the L.A. Dojo, but I can't remember the last time they ran a big show like at the Long Beach, you know. No, nah, the- they've been doing a lot of Texas shows, I noticed. A lot of, yeah. a lot of like the, the uh, I mean, I remember the Cow Palace in San Fran, but. Oh, and I heard it, and I didn't do well. I heard, I heard it didn't sell very well. So mm. that'll be interesting. But yeah, um, well, hopefully this will lead to something better for Coda. Though it seems crazy to think, but hey, you gotta also, uh, you know, tank your salary a bit because you know you 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 were about to. We, we gotta spank you. We gotta yeah. spank you publicly. Because, and I'm sure what it is is they have to also set a precedent. Well, well, yes. a yeah. I, way more in the wrong needs to be dealt with but it's like but we also can't let talent it, thing it's japan th- so yeah. you know they have a way of doing things right exactly. yeah a preferred way of doing things i should say yeah they they don't want i don't know yano <laughs> i doubt it they, they, i mean they're, they're not you know them they're not they're not one for the scandals and all this stuff you know what i mean yeah or or breaking kayfabe or anything that too <laughs> that too yeah yeah very what, much so um uh it could it could get kind of propagandish when you think about it. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. uh yeah, definitely a different world out there. But yeah, if you imagine like people stop stop showing up and supporting the biggest like Japanese wrestling company because of what Coda said, that'd be like mm-hmm. yeah, I mean they they probably would have grounds for like defamation or something because there's no like proof. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So I think this is like their legalist safest way on their end to be like, hey man, we just gotta probably dock like 25 thou from that from that uh yeah we'll be good salary we'd be good you know you'll you'll pay your penance it'll be all right you know so 
But yeah, that's pretty much it for the news, man. Um, I'm going to try to zip through this NXT stuff because obviously we got some AW stuff to unpack. So, uh, did you want to do some predictions as well for in your house? Or I, I, I got I got the matches here. There's six matches. It's not too bad. So. Is that a, on a Saturday or Sunday? Or it's it- a Saturday, and then Hell in a Cell is the Sunday or the, the day after on that Sunday. Okay, so it is a premium live event. It's gonna be yeah. It's gonna be tomorrow. Um, after this comes out, I believe on Peacock, okay. which is weird, right? Because it's like they yeah. never really. I don't yeah, even. Well, no, 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 no. They did have Stand and Deliver during yeah. wrestlemania so there's that so. i was gonna say last time because i think he, between that uh what, what was it that that rum springer break thing and that's, that stuff. yeah spring that spring break and then they had roadblock too They're, yeah those were on tv okay yeah those Wait, were on tv yeah kick off but, that uh, point no action my dude i mean I'll, I'll nudge it a little bit i don't know if i want to really kick it <laughs> but now nah, uh roderick strong damon kemp uh versus pretty deadly this was supposed to be last week, and they, they claimed that Roddy like hurt his ankle or something, which I think I'm like, that must be the new uh he was sniffling a little bit, so we'll wait a week. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Bro. I don't know what it is, but uh Roddy gives the creeds and Ivy the night off. Um and insists that he and Damon will show the creeds how to handle pretty deadly without their help. Uh Kemp starts uh the match and gets upset by both tag champions as Roddy slaps the piss out of Kemp to get to get his head in the game. He goes crazy and hits a big T-bone suplex, nice hanging vertical and a running shoulder block before tagging Roddy, attacking in Roddy. Roddy not looking good at all against the tag champs. He is getting like massacred out there and finally puts on the brakes after getting thrown in the Irish whip and then just gives like a this hurried tag back into Damon Kemp, who mm. uh, fires up once again with the power game, including a Gargano-esque slingshot spear from the apron into the ring uh, before Kemp and Roddy hit Dual pendulum, uh, dual pengies, no, <laughs> pendulum backbreakers before a uh, picture in picture. Uh, pretty deadly take over the pace of the match against Kemp throughout the break. Roddy gets the hot tag and hits a flurry of hard shots before going on a tear. Irish curse backbreaker, gut check, late caught backbreaker, and starts taking on both Wilson and Prince with massive chops. Eventually takes them both out, but uh, finish comes when. Prince shoves Kemp into the ring steps and then goes to grab the tag belts before handing one to Wilson, who's the legal man. He slides in the ring as not the legal man with the other one to blatantly distract the ref as Wilson tries to sneak Roddy from behind with the belt. But the Creed's actually had came down and Julius jumps on the apron and pushes Roddy out the way and takes the title shot to the head, Mm. Uh, you know, basically trying to take the bullet from him. But instead, Roddy's so distracted, like, what are you guys doing here? He gets, you know, the, he walks back. He pretty much gets distracted and walks into pretty, pretty deadly's uh, spilled milk for the win. And uh, yeah. yeah, I heard on some. I was trying to get them DQ. Like, yeah, yeah. He talks. I mean, I, I might as well bring it up. Yeah. Roddy's still mad from losing the tag match for pretty deadly. He's scolding the Creeds for getting involved after telling him not to. Ivy interrupts and tells him that Julius took the bullet for him. Uh, Roddy asks Julius if that's true. And he's like, yeah, you know. Diamond lines forever, right? <laughs> Roddy's like, yeah, that's right. But if you would have followed me and did what I told you to do, I would have won the match. It would have been a DQ, but we would have won. I'm like, motherfucker, dude. Uh, so they go back and forth, and and Roddy basically tells the Creeds that they better be pretty deadly for the tag titles in your house, or they will be gone from Diamond Mine. It just seems that ever since he came out and publicly wanted his release, they're like, we're 
gonna have Roddy do weird jobs. <laughs> well, it's also like like it's almost like as soon as Bivens was gone, he was like, all right, now I'm gonna run this shit the way I want to run it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's so weird. But uh next we get this Cameron Grimes uh solo Sequoia segment. Uh solo and Cameron kind of have like this unholy alliance where basically he's gonna watch his back uh you know up uh, up until their uh, his match at uh in your house against uh mellow uh, but, you know, Grimes says, you know, obviously when he beats Melo, you know, Solo Sequoia, is, he got next. You know, they're just making sure he's going to keep his word, his promise, mm-hmm. his promise. Uh, Duke Hudson then interrupts to gloat about his DQ win <laughs> last week after getting hit with a chair, uh, you know, because Braun Breaker couldn't control himself. So he's like, oh, I beat the champ. Like he's gloating about this DQ win. <laughs> Grimes just says he literally says, man, you're wild, man. Hey, by the way, nice haircut and just dips out. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck was that about? Uh, I mean, obviously they have the hair match, but I'm like, yo, it's been like ages. So <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but then Solo points out Duke needed Gacy for the DQ win as HUD Hudson exchanges words with Sequoia, who challenges him to a match later in the night. So obviously, I mean, I don't know, uh, based on if you guys are following Internet news, uh, it seemed like they're not really, you know, phased by uh, Duke Hudson's involvement or not involvement. I and mean, that's all I'll say. Uh, we did we did get the, the the second sit down between uh, Legato del Fantasma, Tony D with the Goombas. Uh, both squads are speaking on Escobar's personal yacht. Um, Tony D says he doesn't trust him. He doesn't respect him. And he wouldn't give him a lick of water if he was starving in the desert. <laughs> uh, Santos says he knows a snake when he sees one. And you, Paisan, are a cobra. Uh, but says that in this jungle, he's a python and would love nothing more than to squeeze the life out of him. I'm like, that was a good line. Yeah. Um, both agree they need to settle this, uh, but they need to decide on the stakes. So pretty much, it's going to be a six-man tag: LDF versus uh, Tony Stacks and Two Dimes. If LDF wins, Tony and the Goombas have to join LDF. But if Tony wins, LDF has to join the D'Angelo family. So that'll be interesting. And I just want to clarify uh, your comment about Duke Hudson without getting into too much. You're talking about with the whole Jake Atlas thing, right? Which we didn't yeah. cover. Yeah, uh, it's. Not a great story to, to cover. Um, it's not have, it's not wrestling related, technically, no, you know, but yeah. And we, again, we've booked Jake. We have a lot of love for him. So, yeah, we just didn't want to spotlight that. But I'm sorry. Go ahead, sir. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's uh, it's just one of those things. We didn't want the whole show to be mm-hmm. distracted. But if you guys want to know, it's out there. Go go read it. You know, yeah. we're not going to be the ones to, that you guys get it from. So uh, after this, we got a core Jade match versus Alexa Lopez. Uh, pretty much after fighting from under the whole match from Electra's power game, Corey hits the diving senton for the win. Um, match like they were, it was just clunky. I, I didn't really watch. I just watched. For, I uh, waited for the ending. You know I know you. No. <laughs> well, well, it's it's like Electra was just like pretty much beating her the whole match. Okay. So I'm like, what do I really write? She clubs her again. She throws her out the ring. She clubs her on the outside. Throws her back in the ring. Like you know what I mean. Um, speaking of which here's another one <laughs> wesley finally takes on zion quinn mm-hmm. um wes has a pre-match interview with mckenzie talks about how his match didn't go as planned with sanga last week but sanga actually interrupts wes and tells him hey man you need to fight zion quinn like you fought me he's, he's like you're not seven you're not 10 feet tall you're not a giant but i see you got a giant heart brother and i wish you luck in this match and it, it was a pretty good moment for him you know what i mean yeah uh, a lot of- like i said he speaks better than then you know, like the uh, the the Veers and the the Shankies, which uh, they got this fool doing like Great Khali 2.0 dancing around and shit on, on SmackDown. I don't know if you saw that. 
way better. A lot of people argue he should have came in as this, even though it didn't hurt him to come in uh, with with uh, Waller. But it's good that he's got something solo, though, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it was kind of weird how short lived that thing was. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, he's doing well for himself. He can speak. He can dress. You know, I, I'm not a fan of again the ring gear is too Braun Strowman for me. But you yeah, know, but a you lot know. of guys can't do both, so that's good. You know, they can't. You know what? You're right. Yeah, you're really right about that. You know, the, only, the very few that could do that were like when AOP started dressing in suits and shit, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah, that was a good look. But yeah, West spends most of the match fighting from under as we see a uh, more aggressive looking offense from Zion, uh, such as uh, he hits him with the lawn dart. Uh, pretty, pretty good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Wesley upsets Zion Quinn via high stack pin. And uh, that was pretty much it. Ran out the ring. You know, that that old bit, that old trope. Gotcha. I can't leave. I won. I got to get my ass out of here before I get my ass whooped. <laughs> that old thing. Uh, we get a pre-tape from Joe Gacy. Uh, this is just a three-minute build-up montage of everything that's been going on with all the mind games, plus a, spr- a sprinkle of some old WCW footage of Scott Steiner feuding with, uh, obviously, Breaker's dad, Rick Steiner, saying that the apple doesn't fall for all, uh, far from the tree as he's just kind of lacing the whole pre-tape with quotes to continue pushing bronze temperature to the brink. Yeah. Uh, and we see Breaker watching the video only to like try to grab the TV off the stand and almost smashes it before he realizes what he's pretty much doing exactly what uh, Gacy's wanting him to do. Yeah. And just puts it back. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how long are we going to be? That sounds, like a, that sounds like a movie scene. Like, it's, it's like something that, you know, I don't know. Like I said, the whole, uh, oh, well, it's anger, you know, help, you know, bring him to lose the title. We've seen it before, but I don't think it, this particular feud needs that because it's personal because he kidnapped his dad and mm-hmm. ruined his dad's uh hall of fame ring you know in kayfabe all that good stuff exactly. anyway, he pushed him off the stage you know what i'm saying like yeah yeah i don't know anyways uh this is your favorite part man women's championship summit which basically was just <laughs> a long cringy contract signing between the nxt tag champions toxic attraction uh, an NXT champion Mandy Rose against challengers Caden and Katana and Wendy Chu. Uh, JC reuses the lollipop guild line and it totally didn't go over. Uh, Mandy continues to drag it out as the crowd chants, sign the contract, clap, 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 clap. Uh, Wendy, oh, I even said that Wendy comes from either Candyland, Wonderland, or Neverland. And I'm like, oh, God. You oh, just had, and, and, and I was like, boo boo. Mandy just had to get her quote, put some respect on my name line in before she finally signs the contract. Wendy Chu shoots a spitball had Mandy Rose who kicks her as all hell breaks loose. And then Katana and Caden help set up Mandy Rose on the table as Wendy uh, hits the sleepy elbow from the top rope. The sleepy elbow. I mean, she, she hits it. Like she has her, you know, like she's doing the GTS sign. Yeah, it, I, that's yeah. It's, I don't I, know. I, that the, the yeah, I don't know if that's what it's called, but just I, they, they ain't got names for these. I just gotta I gotta call it something. <laughs> uh solo Sequoia versus Duke Hudson, man. Um two uh two guys going shot for shot for the most part, trading momentum. Both tee off on each other with some pretty heavy hits. Uh Sequoia tries for the running hip splash in the corner pretty early, but Duke takes the powder and manages to pull off that slingshot. Uh I always call it the outside in uh German suplex uh oh, yeah. to take over the match. Hudson with two big back-to-back release overhead suplexes as Sequoia struggles to fight his way back into the pace of the match. Hudson tries for the powerbomb, but eats a back body drop instead. Sequoia hits the big Samoan drop off the Irish whip. 
and sits Hudson down on his ass in the corner with the super kick before mm. hitting the running hip splash and then also the, the diving splash for the finish. So, okay. Cl- clean win. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this actually would be your favorite segment of the night. Uh, I've been bringing up this one girl that they've been touting who's not in the uh, breakout tournament, but she's like the new, she's like the youngest signing. I think mm-hmm. I was telling you, I was like, oh, she looks kind of cute. And I'm like, whoa, wait, wait, what do you mean she's about, about to graduate high school? Never mind. Oh. Let me take this off my brain. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, her name is yeah Tia Hale Tia T H E A which I'm, I thought that was weird because that's uh that's what's her name's real name um Zelina yeah. Zelina Vega mm-hmm. you know <laughs> why can't she just be Tia Trinidad whatever um but yeah uh, you know she graduated high school and she has this segment where she's gonna pick which college she's gonna go study school at while she's gonna be training there's three hats in front of her one's for Notre Dame one's for Alabama. And another one for you, uh, uh, University of uh, North Carolina, mm. but instead picks to attend Chase University. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they showed this video where they had all the guys like they're like waiting to see what she was going to say when she said it. He's like, oh, oh, like they went crazy. They're like, hell yeah, we got her boy. Like it, it was just it was a funny set because as soon as I started seeing I'm like, oh, shit, they about to have her join Chase University, bet. And then when they actually went through it, I'm like, hey, I actually enjoyed that. That was cool. That was fun. Wasn't over the top. It was it was all right. You know what I mean? But uh, next, we got Grayson Wall taking on uh, Briggs of the uh, the Briggs and Jensen connection. I don't know, that's not what they're called, but, you know. Uh, Waller pulls a cravat and manages to snap off some knees on Briggs, but Briggs hits a front suplex and Waller. Waller fights back with the Harlem sidekick or the leg area, whatever they like to call it. Um, but Briggs fights back with a back suplex. Briggs starts stringing together some offenses. Sophia Cromwell, you remember the, the woman that's always pretty much the uh, lighting the fuse for Von Wagner. Uh, yeah, they're so- trying to turn her into like Scarlet for Cross, where like if Scarlet pops up, you know, you're, you're Cross's next victim. It's like- just weird because I feel like they don't need her and someone like Tiffany Stratton. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I don't know. But yeah, Sophia Cromwell and Robert Stone actually walk, make their way down to the ringside. We then see Van Wagner from behind jump on the apron, distracting Briggs, who still manages to hit him with the big boo, but then he turns around right into the tumbling stunner for the win. Uh, Post-match, Von Wagner tries to beat him up, but Jensen, even with his cast, comes out. He's like, what's good? Let's go. (laughs) I was like, hey, that's a partner. That's a partner right there. I ain't ain't mad at him. You know what I mean? Because I was like, yo, at the least, get your Owen Hart slash uh, Bob Orton on for sure with that that cast, bro. Mm -hmm. I (laughs) like that. Get a little payback, you know, but um, Trevor Murdoch too for a little bit. Oh, you're right, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. so these are gonna be the two man last matches, and then we'll, we, we can go on to some quick rapid fire uh predictions. Okay, um, Ivy Nile versus Kiana James. There was like this weird thing earlier in the night when Ivy was just training, you know, I guess Diamond Mine have like their own uh gym, I don't know, cool. but it showed the yeah, I heard training in the Kiana James, she's that new uh girl who is like all about the numbers, like she's like this business minded. You know what I mean? All about like the odds and the percentages and shit. So oh, okay. she had made some comment about how she should jump ship because the creeds only have a, a calculated twelve percent chance of winning that match against Pretty Deadly or something like that. I don't even know. How, I don't even know what factors she put in or what criteria. You know what I mean? Anyways, you know she she wasn't having any of it, and then she was like, "Well, how much percentage do you have of surviving this ass kicking or something?" I don't know. I forgot. They did some clever like that. Anyways, it, it culminated into a match. Mm-hmm. Kiana had a few spots, managed to get a sidewalk slam, encountered uh, Ivy's Dragon Sleeper, which commentary was putting over because uh, nobody had done it before. 
Uh, but Ivy actually wins via like a modified throw. Um, it kind of reminded me of like the the one that uh, Anthony Bowens does. It's like this kind of weird like sidewalk slant. You know what I mean? We don't even know what it is, but we know what move we give him. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, like Bowens' finisher is like that weird. Okay, so it was something that looked equally. Yeah, it's like this modified like turning throw. I can't even oh. like really. I'd have to watch it again, but it happened so quick. I was like, oh, okay. and, then, and then when she won, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, post-match pretty deadly came out and uh, they just run down the Creed brothers and diamond mine closing down <laughs> before the Creed's come down. They have a brawl before standing tall against the tag team champions, holding their, ta- uh, their tag belt. So I was like, usually when that happens, people don't win. So I was mm-hmm. like, I don't I'm hoping they do win. All right, man, we'll see that. That'll be interesting. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll take it out in prediction time for sure. Yeah. And last match main event, Cameron Grimes versus Nathan Frazier, uh, Carmelo Hayes and trick Williams join uh commentary. Uh, before the match, mm-hmm. as uh, <laughs> uh, Trick says, "Hey Melo, won't you say something nice about uh about Cameron Grimes? All right, some nuts about Cameron Grimes. Ha <laughs> ha, that's right, champ. <laughs> I'm like, man, y'all need a show, dude. This is so dumb. <laughs> Anyways, uh, they start hold for hold. Frazier and Grimes, that is, they both hit uh kip up at the same time. Uh, Frazier uncorks a huge drop kick and hits a running Hurricane Rana before eating a PK." From the uh, apron from Grimes as they go into P, uh, the picture in picture. Mm-hmm. Frazier hits the springboard eye of the hurricane. Uh, and I say it like that because he he sets it up like how remember styles, how he does the style in DDT. He like yeah. does a backflip, holds her head, and yeah, then yeah. does the drop. So he he does that, holds her head, but then he swings into the eye of the hurricane. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. Um it's an unnecessary move. I mean, it's a, it's a cool setup, but it's unnecessary. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Frazier hits a big super kick as Carmelo calls himself the biggest star in the galaxy. And that's on science, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right. Carmelo. Carmelo yeah. He's like, Man, I'm, I'm the biggest star in the galaxy. And that's on science, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> just, just imagine like watching this good match. And then you hear him say that on commentary. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. yeah. uh, Grimes and Frazier trade strikes. Now as the crowd chance fight forever. Uh, Grimes tries for a powerbomb, but Frazier counters into a Hurricane Rana pin for a near fall and uh, follows with a big suicide dive to the outside. Grimes hits the big release avalanche German suplex off the top and sets up Frazier for the cave-in for the win. Um, post-match, Trick and Mello both try to jump Grimes from behind, but fail as Grimes fights them both off before they retreat to the outside. So, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Interesting. That and- sounds like on uh, main event, I mean, the review I listened to really touted it well. Um, yeah, it, it was a fun. It reminded me of the, the style he would use when he was still doing the X Division stuff in uh, okay. Impact. Yeah, it, it came off more uh, technical ca- uh, Captain Caveman than it did uh, Cameron Grimes. Got you. Okay. Or what was it? Technical Savage? Was that what it was? Yeah, I think that's what it was. Like the technical savage. Yeah. The, sa- the technical savagery. savagery. Something like that. But uh, yeah, you want to kind of run through these uh predictions yeah. before we hit this break? Go ahead, um, sir. Yeah, we got uh, I guess you know because everything else has a title attached to it except for this match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Team Tony versus uh, Legado del Fantasma. Um, I'm and this is only based on the history of what's been going on. Mm-hmm. I want LDF to win, but I think they're gonna take the L because Tony just took the L to Escobar. Mm. So that's my only reason why I don't think that he would take the L twice. But you do have two greenhorns on his team that could take the L for Tony instead, too. 
So who knows? But I'm going to go Tony D, though, just because, again, we just saw Escobar get the upper hand. This is this turf war that they're talking about going, you know, tit for tat, quote unquote. This ours. Yeah, you're you're out to jurisdiction. (laughs) Hey, hey, that trust you're leaning on? Who do you think's name paid for that? (laughs) Oh, man. But yeah, that's what I got for that one. How about yourself? Uh, I'm probably going to have to elect Tony as well. Um, I just think not watching it consistently like you have been, um, I would say just looking at it, LDF is the the older group. And I think they could use something like this to uh, grow all characters involved unless or, or else just put them on the main roster. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and then also I got to take into consideration Tony D lost his last big match, I think, right against P. Dunn, didn't he? Well, I'd say his last. Oh, oh, you, oh, you mean before the Escobar match? Um, yeah. yeah, I think so because they they had uh they had Pete go on to the main roster after that. Yeah, I think I'm sorry, Butch. Yeah, Butch. But yeah, the last big match on a pay per view or live premium live event that had a stipulation. I think he lost, so that's why I think maybe he's up for kind of making up for that. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go Tony D as well. Cool, cool. All right, we also have uh. Mandy Rose taking on Wendy Chu, NXT Championship, uh, Women's Championship match. Uh, I'm going that Rose is going to retain. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't see them pulling the trigger on a pajama wearing, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, it's uh, aluminum water bottle carrying. Uh, I mean, know. work, yeah, but not for long. Like, it would have to be a, she beats her and then right away either gets the belt back at the next pay-per-view or in two weeks because i don't think wendy's character is one that has a lot of shelf life without a belt so with the belt i can see there being a little extra things that she can do being in the championship seat but i'll get i think in a month's time you'll run out of ideas you know i mean she was like when when they put paired her with dakota for the the tournament i thought that was good because you had a little bit of pushback with a different um, personality involved, right? Exactly. That helps that helps bring other elements of her personality. But then and they kind of just swept that under the rug. I'm like, oh no, she's been with Roxy this whole time. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh okay, I don't, yeah. yeah. So That's she's just fun. friends with everybody. Then all right, cool. Yeah. Um, for this, you know, you said Rose. Uh, just for the sake of switching it up, I'm gonna go two. Just in, you know, like I said, if it happens. I can see it happening, and then there's an immediate switch, you know? But I also don't think Rose would be hurt by that loss because I feel like I don't know if her NXT title reign means shit, to be honest with you. Like, she hasn't beat anybody one-on-one that I feel like. Well, I mean, she she had that, what, that, that was it a triple threat or like a, a fatal four-way yeah. match she had with Io Shirai? And I forgot the other two, but I mean, well, it was a pretty, pretty, I didn't think she was going to walk out that match still champ. I was really yeah. surprised uh, with the I, names involved. The way that finished though, I was just like, ah, she kind of picked the bones, you know? So I haven't found like that, that defining, yeah, she's championship material yet. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I mean, because they, when you look at, at her, at her, 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 the, her field of com- uh, competition, it's not really up there with her right now. Exactly. So I, yeah. I always worry, what does she do once she loses? Does she bring the crew with her back to Raw or SmackDown? Can they do that? I hear, the, you know, these tag belts, they were, they were going to do a tournament. Now the tournament is dead in the water. And I heard the tournament was only going to have four teams across all three brands, which is like, okay, you know, so. But yeah, um, I'll go to, you said Rose, right? 
Yeah, I said Rhodes would, would retain. Okay, for sure. Uh, we got Cameron Grimes defending the NXT North American Championship against Carmelo Hayes for the sake of storyline, though it would make it interesting to see what would happen if he doesn't beat him. I would say that Grimes will retain because it seems like they're going to be going after the solo Sequoia match again because the people are really getting behind uh, Sequoia. So, but, yeah. you know, I wouldn't be mad if they, they you know, put a detour in that in that uh, otherwise kind of predictable plan storyline-wise. I'm like, well, what if Hayes wins it back? You can't really yeah. promise, uh, you know, you can't deliver on a promise. You can't, you know, Cheap. you didn't want. Yeah, exactly. So. But I'm so I'm I'm gonna put Grimes for the for the uh, the retain. I just wanted to put that out there in case it was gonna uh, help you make a decision. You know? No, I agree. I mean, actually, before you started, I I was gonna go with Hayes. I think Hayes being a a, a multiple time North American champion uh, just helps him as he begins to transition further down into probably world title um, territory. Even though he keeps saying this is the it title as long as he has it. Well, yeah, um, one thing he said, he's like, they, they were like, yeah, uh, on commentary, he was like, ain't about me getting back to the title. The title need me. And I'm like, that was a, a way better way of saying it. You know what I mean? Everyone's like, I, I need to get my title back. He's like, no, nah, that title needs to get me back. And I'm yeah, like, I like that. I like that back, a lot. To get elevated back to where he had it. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. And, but at the same time, I feel you. I do like the storyline. I think Solo is somebody the crowd is definitely behind. I even heard a comment. Uh, Solo's the most uh, main roster ready new talent that at 2.0 showcases. And I agree with that. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things where if he is the next guy to pivot to and maybe drop the belt to him, it only serves that storyline better if he uh, Grimes does retain, gets another month out of his reign. You know, it's only better's his overall um you know um tenure yeah exactly and to put over the solo you know what i mean but i do think uh i think both ways are good but i'm gonna go haze on this one for sure um so i got you down for haze now we got toxic attraction taking on Kaden and katana nxt women's tag team champions uh championships uh but yeah, yeah. i'm gonna I'm a go out and let me say Kaden and katana new tag champs i'm gonna um uh go ahead and echo that um it's just boring now. Uh, I don't it is. Get, get concerned what happens to the tag champs when they're done. Because um, most of the time they're either aiding Mandy doing some backstage promo or it's like they're in a tag match, maybe, you know. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens because Gigi, I'm not so worried about post-faction. Yeah, it's, she's uh, the only one. She sticks out, but in a way where she doesn't necessarily need to be with them. Yeah. Exactly. Like, she can do her own she, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. But I agree. Um, it's about time to give those girls something because they've been tagging for a while consistently. Uh, you got, yeah, you just got JC well, rocking the oh, the Pharrell I, hat. <laughs> I know what. She's right. You got JC rocking the Pharrell, the hat that he made famous like a couple years ago. Like LeBron yeah. started wearing it and shit. Like <laughs> the feature started wearing it and shit. Like the little. A little witch hat. <laughs> oh like, no, I know. What you're about. My bad. I was asking, what is Katana's last name? Oh, Chance. Okay, that's so the new one. Yeah, it's Casey and Casey still. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I think they. Um, and yes, you're right. She, she, she fancies herself Pharrell or John Mayer or something. I don't know what she's doing. Yeah, so, but it, it's like okay. only certain people with a certain head type can can pull it off. So I guess that's what she's doing. It's not a bad look. But anyway, uh, the last two matches here, man. Pretty Deadly versus the Creed Brothers, NXT Tag Team Championships. Caveat, 
Uh, Creeds are out of the diamond mind if they lose. Um, I know this is asking for a lot, but I'm going for the Creeds. Um, not because of the stip in place, but I felt like they got bumped off the card. Like they had a lot of momentum and people wanted to see him win those titles. And then pretty deadly came in out of nowhere. Yeah. And I, and I get it because the MSK thing kind of, you know, or I should say the, the, the Nash Nash Carter thing kind of forced their hand, so to speak. The, or was it the, the, yeah, now go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, cause if you remember there was a triple threat tag match and for whatever reason they had MSK retain. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know how. Um, But yeah, I don't know, man. It was the wrong the wrong kid won. Um, I'll say that. But I'm going to go Creed Brothers for the for the tag straps. I'm going to say pretty deadly retains um, because. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. (laughs) That's that's what they say. Yeah, boy. (laughs) I don't know. I I just feel like um, them leaving Diamond Mine is probably better, especially with Roddy clearly not sure what his direction is going to be. And I, I'm at a point where I don't really know why they need to be in the diamond mine with Roddy. If Roddy's not really giving them anything productive, especially sans Bivens. Like it's like, well, it looks more like, like maybe they might, they might branch off with Ivy. Yeah. Which yeah. I'm not, yeah. I'm not mad at you. I think it does. It, it's great for Ivy because she's not ready to go by herself at all. No, exactly. So maybe they just maybe instead of they are out of Diamond Mind, they're like, how about Triangle Mind? <laughs> like, or, or we're going to leave you. So Diamond Mind's all yours, but we're going to go do our own thing. Like, it's kind of like you could fire me or we could just all quit, you know, type of thing. Like, yeah. so I, I'm going to go, yeah, pretty, uh, pretty, is it pretty, pretty deadly? Deadly? Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't say if they would say deadly on WTV. So spilt milk. Yeah. Spilt milk. <laughs> yeah, boy. Uh, <laughs> last match. Braun Breaker defending the NXT championship against Joe Gacy. The caveat being if he uh, gets disqualified for any reason, he actually gives up the NXT championship. I just don't see them. I mean, based on how they've been booking Gacy from the time that I liked him to the time that they were like, oh, yeah, let's use him. I'm like, never mind. I don't like him anymore. They've been they've booked him so weird. Uh, I, he just doesn't scream like. Like they haven't booked them in a way where I feel like they're gonna invest in him, but I'll put it like this. I feel like we're gonna get the reveals of the hooded guys, but he's still gonna lose. So I'm thinking Braun's gonna retain. And I think I should get an extra point if it ends up being just the Steiner brothers under the hoods all this time, which would be so stupid. It wouldn't make any sense. Well, um, I'd be willing to give you that point because it seems very far-fetched um, and we have it on record here, uh, you know, audio wise. Um, but maybe the only way they turn that is because they really wanted to test Braun just because he got the strap doesn't mean that learning's over, you know, who knows? I don't know. Um, some sort of weird demented last lesson to be learned, but you couldn't learn it from your uncle and your dad. You had to learn it from life or something. I don't know. Uh, but I'm going to go uh, Braun Breaker just because it seems like Duke Hudson is going to be on the horizon to be the next challenger. And I like that. I like that new challenge. Yeah, 100%. Um, so, and I don't see Duke Hudson and Gacy doing good business, not in the ring, but just in general. I don't care about that match, period. I mean, they, they usually tend out to go the heel versus heel route, even though they've been having the Escobar, you know, LDF and Tony D. Yeah. <laughs> it's been so weird. That's something for you to sink your teeth into, even if sometimes it feels a little hokey, but it's still fun to watch, you know? Yeah, it's been, yeah, that's been kind of like one of the saving graces. 
Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it, man. So you say you picked Braun Breaker, correct? Braun Breaker, sir. Yes. All right, locked it in. Those are the predictions officially for uh, in your house. I would suggest we did the in your house or the the Hell in a Cell ones, but I have not been watching main roster product. Same, bro. Same. At all. Like, I mean, obviously, I, I just know. Yeah, I know Cody and Seth. That's all I know. Yeah. Are they in cell? Yeah, it's a cell. Yeah. Oh, no shit. Okay. So maybe yeah. that's the match we'll see Bray show up if he does do that. That's but. the only reason I was thinking. I'm like, you know, and then they keep talking about, oh, we're finally announced when we're back in, in rehab. I'm like, isn't that where it happened? <laughs> isn't, that uh, when the what? D- isn't it when I, the DQ happened was overseas? I'm like, oh no, we'll see. We yeah. shall see. But yeah, we're gonna take a quick break. Yes, sir. And, uh let us break down, I guess, uh the hits and misses, uh, a little bit of uh we'll go double or nothing, but we ain't gonna fill up the whole slot. You know, obviously we went the dynamite, mm-hmm. so definitely gotta bring up uh you know the experience with that as well. But yeah, we'll be right back. What is going on? Quincy Jones Go here, and I'm here to tell y'all details on the brand new drop that just came out yesterday from Storyline Tees. I'm telling y'all, man, this is the one. They, they the ones. <laughs> they the ones. Every single time out the park, they never miss. This time, no different. This time, we got an AEW design for those that are fans of the Blackpool Combat Club. Yuta, Moxley, Danielson, and of course, the Lordship himself, Regal. All up on that thing, forged in combat, available in three different colors, white, heather gray, and black for all y'all needs, so don't be a snotty little toe rag. Pull out that good money and get you one right now before they are all gone. Quincy Jones said so, and make sure you follow at Storyline Tees underscore LLC. Go. Welcome to the Quincy Jones Show, featuring the best damn commentary team on the planet. Quincy Jones and Doc Lesnar. Is he the third man? He's the third man. What the hell is going on here? Yep. We back. Yes, sir. And uh, yeah, we were just talking about, well, we had a little bit of talk uh, during the news, but uh, we didn't really get a chance to talk about some of these matches. Uh, as Of course, we are about five days removed from Double or Nothing uh, Live Las Vegas. Was not an MVM grand this time, um, but still a pretty big show. Um, I remember before the show, it had 11 matches, including, uh, you know, the 11 being the one that was on the uh, buy-in. And then we ended up getting actually two more matches. Um, and I found out that was because I guess TK bought an extra hour for Martha's, um, uh, Dr. Martha's uh, speech. Uh, Wait, so- hey, which I'm not, a, I'm not mad at that, but when he's like, all right, well, now we got to fill out that other hour. Like, no, you don't. Exactly. <laughs> That's how I felt. I felt like, is that why you did that? Like, I don't think you had to do that because don't get me wrong. We talked about it. Uh, Colin Darby was a treat, a great match, uh, but it, that could have been on Dynamite. And then the trios match where you got, you know, Frankie tagging with two heels against three other heels. It was stupid. The whole thing was stupid. And just to get Paige on the card with zero build to be like, oh, it's her debut. It didn't make sense. But we're here to talk about. I understood because they were like, we got to get Paige in her debut in Vegas. It's a fight city. Like, I get that. But like, it didn't work. Yeah. (laughs) Like she got her own entrance and. Stuff like that, but uh, yeah, it looked I like would, she borrowed some some gear from La, Layla Hirsch. Yeah, <laughs> I would, I, I, I'll just uh, read off the winners, and then uh, if there's a match, yeah, you yeah. Want. 
So, of course, we had the buy-in of Hookhouse, and they did defeat Tony Nese and Smart Mark Sterling. Uh, and, of course, we opened uh, with the match we talked about earlier, MJF uh, going against Wardlow. Um, absolute squash here. Uh, Wardlow did take the win and power bombs. Um, and, of course, we got the whole just heard from TK, you're officially all elite. You know, the whole uh, Shivani just got word from Tony Tony K in the back deal. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, again, we talked about it. I would have booked it first, just given all the uh, craziness surrounding uh, or the rumors, I should say the crazy rumors surrounding MJF's involvement, whether or not he'd be there. Um, but this match, whether or not you could trust him with the spot exactly. you would be given. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. But I will say this match did exactly what it was supposed to do. So, yeah, yeah, it did. Uh, after that, we had the Bucks taking on the Hardys, Elite versus Delete. And I believe the Hardys took this one. Yeah. Um, kind of a little, I will say, a little underwhelming. I did hear later that they both uh, a lot of the guys in this match are banged up, Jeff especially, which is what bumped them from. Dyna, uh, being involved in the 10 man on dynamite, which we'll get to in a few. Um, I don't know if that's that played a part, but it looked like they had a hard time moving in there, but I still enjoyed the match. This wasn't as big uh, as it could have been, obviously being the first time in AEW. And yeah, we were talking about how the build was kind of poor because it was all, it was strictly on the internet unless you yeah. were watching rampage, but we know that a lot of people, they're not retaining a lot of the same viewers for Dynamite as Rampage as they as they used yeah. to, you know. So, so they know it's a go home week, and there's all kinds of stuff set for double or nothing. So you yeah. might get more, but definitely not enough eyes to make it, you know, to really set, you know, because you don't know if those eyes are going to Vegas. You know what I mean? And that's mm, what really true. what the crowd thinks. So, but uh, yeah, Hardy took that. We had Jay Cargill. Uh, she beat uh, Anna Jay in another TBS title defense. And uh, the only reason I really want to bring this up is we had the uh, arrival and debut of Stokely Hathaway. Cut the shit, uh, Lesnar. Yeah, hey, you know what's crazy, man? I mean, there was a few things. Me and you were were, were uh, you know pretty communicative on, during this broadcast. Um, and there was a lot of times we thought they're listening to the podcast because I can't tell you which episode it was. And there's been times we've talked about it outside the podcast, but I've said Stokely Hathaway not only would be a great addition to manage somebody on this roster. I remember, I think I said either Jade or powerhouse Hobbs or both. I was going to say, I think you said Hobbs. Yeah, that was, but I know yeah. you for sure said Jade for sure. Yeah. So, but I didn't know what's going to happen. And it looks like she, he's not managing her as much as he's being called her publicist. I, I, I did note he said that on uh, Dynamite. Yeah, he did. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how they do this because Sterling was on Dynamite and didn't come out with the rest of the baddies. So it was kind of kind of weird. But yeah, great to see Stokely Hathaway. And then we had what I thought was a pretty good banger, uh, you know, of the night, like probably the first big good match, all action. Oh, you know, wait. Well, well, we also got Athena, the same oh, segment. Yeah. yeah. Athena, yeah, you're right. The former Amber Moon. Yeah, I was uh, really happy for her because when I saw, uh, saw a lot of her interviews and they would ask her, like Chris Van Vliet asked her about AEW, he's like, I feel like you'd be a great fit. He's like, Yeah, me too, but I haven't talked to anybody over there. I'm like, What? You know yeah. what I mean? And, 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 you know, and you're like, Or is she playing it up? You know what I mean? You never know. Yeah. But to me, it I felt like she was hurt. too valuable to just be relegated just to work the indies. And I don't mean that in a bad way at all. I'm not looking down on the indies. But she has an it factor, you know what I mean? And we've talked yeah. about it, trying to rebook her on the show plenty of times while she was under the WWE banner. But um, I just couldn't be happy, happy for her. I mean, obviously, I had made the comment. I'm like, and it was more on the flow show where I said, I don't know why they don't just sign Ember Moon and 
it just naturally would be the story to build her up as the one that's going to eventually take down Jade. I'm like, you can't tell yeah. me when she finally lands that eclipse on Jade that that place will come unglued. I'm you sorry. know what I mean? So they're, they're, it's the O face. All right. Is that, oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Can it be the am, a? It's probably the A face now because I can't even like. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I'm see if they'll actually say it, you know, but as we will uh, venture into in the review, uh, worst things have been said on a AEW TV broadcast. But yeah, now, <laughs> yeah. Uh, big props to St- uh, Stokely and Athena. Um, get a people of color out there, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, 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 I was gonna say, speaking of which, oh no, no, no you're gonna go to trials. I was gonna bring up the uh, the triple threat tag match because there was we had we had some representation in that as well. But uh, no, yeah, yeah um, but the trios match, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. This was all cylinders going. Like I really liked it. The story. I mean, it's been a very long. Yeah, you're story. talking about the, you're talking about the first one, not the mixed the mixed uh, tag trios <laughs> one. The actual House of Black versus that's triangle uh, House of Black. Yeah. Um, this is a banger. It, it mm-hmm. the story's way too long to 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 conclude i'm yeah. sure is you know needed to rehab the arm but i really liked this match it, it really had me like okay this is double or nothing right here you know what i'm saying so uh but i believe it was the house of black that did take that um or yeah, they did. yeah no no remember julia hart she finally turned oh, that's right she finally turned heel yeah. and she had it wasn't black it was like more purple but it still looked cool man like yeah, the, the, no, no. she nailed she nailed him right in the face i was like yeah really? i was when they saw the, the slow-mo replay i'm like oh, oh yeah she got all that <laughs> yeah uh, and then we also ends in women's uh owen hart foundation tournament finals we had adam cole uh beating uh, samoa joe and of course uh Britt baker beating ruby soho becoming the king and queen of hearts uh seemingly as uh, of course like we talked about earlier dr martha hart uh, she made a speech, an award ceremony speech on behalf of just, you know, that tournament, pro wrestling, the foundation, and says, uh, you know, basically made it sound like it's going to be coming back, you know, until next time, or until we meet again, is what she said. So I thought yeah, that was- it, it's just weird. Like, I didn't mind it because I, I did the math. I think like when we were doing predictions where we were saying, oh, I think this may be shaping out to, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Cole, you know, obviously they're not married yet, but yeah, you know what I mean? That they'd be the inaugural. But then I was like, yeah, but why would you have the inaugural? Winners of this tournament be both heels. Yeah, that and none of them are really. Uh, I mean, at know. least if it was Kyle, he actually is Canadian, right? Yeah, that was my thing. Was I was wondering, I was surprised even a guy like Ethan Page wasn't even given a chance. He's Canadian. Yeah, too. even so, and like even though Serena Deeb's not Canadian, but she yeah. would have represented well yeah. for a tournament like that, hundred yeah. percent. You know what I mean? But, uh, but shout out, go ahead. They, I was going to say, yeah, both Cole and Britt, captivating as they are, top of their class for sure. They just don't really embody the own heart, like, I don't say spirit. <laughs> now, when you're asking what a Mussolini is, get out of here, Britt. <laughs> <laughs> the super kid, they don't really, they don't, whereas Ruby came in, enough enough is enough, time for a change. So I thought that's why she was going to win. Yeah, and, and it didn't come off hokey. It was great timing, the way she did it. Trimmed it on her jacket. Joe, I don't know if he would have been a better winner but no I, I, I felt like with him being a title holder as they like to call him now instead of a champion because there's no show yeah it just didn't make sense for him to hold that yeah so. exactly. and i would have to be honest i thought kyle was gonna win because it, it definitely makes arm. yeah yeah I, right. and, and we thought yeah we thought so too i mean that's one of his expertise yeah yeah the, uh, the stretch you know the, the submission game but yeah i was thinking too like I mean, at, at the least, Joe made the competition, like the field of competition legit. So I wasn't mad at at that. You know what I mean? But 
but it's yeah, also I think Kyle versus Cole in the tournament would have really gave us a good stirring of the pot. Right. A new coat on on whatever the hell they were doing, and they just fizzled out. Yeah, hundred percent. Or Forbidden Door, you know that's you know with Jay White talking about oh it's it's all going to be about the undisputed elite and Bullet Club, so it makes you think that Red Dragon will be involved in something at Forbidden Door. So <laughs> that shit reminds me of a fucking uh, <laughs> it's that Ben Stiller movie. This is Flaming Dragon. <laughs> fucking Mike, uh, uh, that's not Dodgeball. What is it? Uh, the uh, fucking Tropic uh, Tropic. Thunder? Tropic Thunder. Uh, yeah, 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 that's right. It's Tropic Thunder. Hey, man, take two steps uh, back and proceed to fuck your own face. <laughs> Tom Cruise, dude. <laughs> Tom Cruise, man. Um, uh, what else? Uh, what other matches we had here? Yeah, the women uh, match. Thunder Rosa successfully. Yeah, I went did. back. I did, I did go back and watch that. That was that was a good match. Yeah. Yeah, another yeah. match. Just at that point, it had been so long. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it, I'm, I'm sorry. I skipped. We had men of the year defeat and Paige Van Zandt. I guess top team, if you want to call him that, defeating Frankie. Malefic- the Maleficent. <laughs> yeah. Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti. And then we had Kyle O'Reilly defeating Darby Allen with that uh, diving uh, knee drop as well. But yeah, we, you know, Thunder Rosa d- did uh, defend successfully against Serena Deeb. I like this match. Um, like I said uh, last week when we were doing predictions, I had a feeling Thunder would take it. I just wish this match wasn't so early, but I do kind of like that it's early because hopefully we can get some sort of revisit to this if it's going to mean dropping it too deep at some point. Yeah, I, I wasn't mad at the placement because I was afraid that it would be after one of the bigger matches where people didn't care. Exactly, exactly. So, so yeah, they did a good job putting it after a match that was not announced. But uh, then we have the Anarchy in the Arena. Uh, obviously, the... Uh, the Jer- namesake just pretty yeah. much explains it. Exactly. Uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society, uh, they did defeat uh, the team of the uh, Blackpool Combat Club and, of course, Santana Ortiz and Eddie Kingston. Um, I didn't get a chance to talk about this prior, but uh, my brother-in-law was actually there at the live show um he does not watch wrestling he knows i'm a wrestling fan he knows we do the podcast uh we usually talk mcu stuff you know and dc stuff mostly movies yeah all kinds of yeah but uh he had two friends that he did not know were wrestling fans that were coming to go and they called him and said hey you're in vegas right and we got an extra ticket do you want to go so he went and i tried to tell him you know Hey, you want to get there? Just how many matches you got? And of course, there was two more, which I felt bad about. And I said, uh, you want to go ahead and get two beers right away so you don't have to get up? <laughs> Give them the lay of the land. Definitely, yeah. I'm yeah. Restrict yeah. the times you block someone's way by, by walking to go get, you know, whatever it is you need, obviously. And, you know, he was tweeting me throughout. And when this happened, this match, he literally said that actually, let me get the tweet because, or the, the text, because I, I want to make sure I read this. Because I, I, I just laughed very hard. He said, uh, Okay, so that was the craziest thing I have ever seen live. <laughs> so, and I thought that was great, especially for someone that does not enjoy watching enjoy watching wrestling and seeing something like that because it was anarchy in the arena, just like you said. It lived up to his namesake. It was fun to watch. A lot of crazy shit. So, but uh, yeah, man, I, I, not much I could add to, to pad how fun this match was to watch. But um, I was concerned about its placement on the card, though. I will say that. I mean, my thing is this. They don't always have to have a match like this. And the reason this is why I say this. They had to do it because they weren't stuck at dailies this year. You know what I mean? The last couple of times they did the stadium stampede is because they were at a stadium. They couldn't do a stadium stampede because they're not an arena. Yeah. But I'm like, why do you have to insist on having this dumb match? Like, 
y'all could have just had a five on five lights out match and just called they it really, that. It would have been I mean, the same that's thing. Kinda, that's kind of what it turned into, really. You yeah, know, it, 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 it wasn't it, like there were like the highlight of the matches waiting for for Eddie. <laughs> you know what I mean? To walk in with the gas can like that's. Yeah. Seriously, I mean, there were some cool spots, but again, like. You know, was it anarchy? I, I think we've seen some crazier things at, at anarchy rules. <laughs> you I mean, know what I mean? There, were, like, there were some spots, you know, I mean, you had the, yeah. the fork being used. The, you know, I know Matt, uh, Daddy Magic got busted open pretty bad early really? on. Yeah, yeah. You know, so there was a few things. And I, I definitely hear what you're saying. I don't just it just seemed like, OK, let's do a different version of the big uh, I don't, group warfare it just seems like match. Like, it just seems like Jericho's like, oh, let me make sure I uh, I'm always in a group. So come come May, yeah. you know who's gonna like like this is three for three for y'all. Y'all don't need to be in every one well, of these matches. Just, and not just that. Then you know, and again, not to go too far, but we're gonna get there. And then to think, oh, I'm in blood and guts again. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean, it's like it's so. I don't know. I, I will that could have easily do, been blood and guts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it should have been. And that's what we were talking about live at the show. I said, it's crazy to think. So before it's have them go all over the arena. Now let's keep them in a cage so we can contain them. And then what happens after that? Because it's clearly going to be a you win this. We won this. So who wins the award and what kind of match? So maybe it is going to lead to some sort of lights out match. But I'll be honest, like. What else can be done at that point, you know? So I mean, uh, it, it would, if they did a lights out match, it would have to be just Jericho and, and Kingston. Yeah, for me to to really to care. Out. Yeah, because yeah, like and maybe you break up the rest of the groups in other matches, like you know, um, Daddy Magic and Angelo versus LAX, you know, or, or I'm sorry, Proud and Powerful in a tag match and things like that. You know, what I mean, um, Wheeler Yuta taking on Danny Garcia would be dope. Mox taking on hager i guess what was her know? old name isn't wasn't her name like the best fucking team in the world back in the day some, uh, i can't remember it was something with with uh some sort of word in it though for sure um but or maybe not even mox maybe you make it hate uh, hager versus brian danielson in the submissions match or something you know i don't know but uh then we uh from this though we did get a uh that uh three-way tag team title match jungle boy and luchasaurus they did by God, uh, defend those titles against uh, Team Taz and uh, oh, oh, that's they're called. Yeah, they used to be called Entertain Your Fucking Balls Off. That's what it, E-Y-F-B-O. I, I, I knew there was an O in there. Okay, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. But yeah, uh, and Swerve in our glory as well. I thought Swerve was gonna have this man. They, they had a like really good did. match. Yeah, this yeah, is a really they, cool match. Yeah, really good for everybody. I was concerned though because it was right after the uh, Anarchy match, and I was like, are people gonna have enough energy for this? You know, so. But uh, and this, of course, takes us to our uh, big main event, Hangman Page. Uh, he took on CM Punk, AEW World Title match. I uh, really like this match, um, though. You know, obviously, it's always going to be blemished a little bit because wrestling fans don't forget. I mean, they do, but some most of them don't. About the two botched uh, attempted, uh, uh, what is it, uh, buckshot lariat? Bro, he fell um, on his ass, bro. Like yeah. a sec- he fell. The like, second one was bad. Like, you remember when, when Roman Reigns did that to himself, trying to hop over the, the ropes at a house show, and he ended up fucking yeah. landing on his ass? <laughs> I was like, yo, you ain't gonna, it's gonna take a while for that stank to, to get off, man. You're supposed to be the yeah, best in the seriously. world. And then, I mean, not to mention, you know, now again, I have to go ahead, but he botched in the match we saw for Dynamite, too. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that springboard, that, he needs to stay away from that top rope unless he's doing the diving elbow. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but uh, yeah, it was very interesting to see what's uh, going on with him and these top rope uh, snafus. But 
Uh, he did uh, champion through all that. He did take a hell of a, a, a version of his own move by Paige, I will say. Um, but he did ultimately get the win. Uh, CM Punk's the new AEW champion. And uh, yeah, man, Double or Nothing was, uh, you know, pretty fun watch. It's really, really effing long. But um, yeah, I mean, I expected it to be at least four hours. Mm-hmm. But they, they weren't always that long. I remember when I went out to do the, the full gear show, uh, when I got the first lights out match with, with Moxley, Omega, that's when Cody faced Jericho. And then that's when he couldn't, he got beaten, couldn't uh, win, you know, go for the title. Oh, I didn't know. M- M- you were there to see that. Yeah, yeah. MJF turn on him, all that stuff. Like that was the first time, you know, I used to go to a lot of these shows. That was the first time where we were looking at our watches like, yo, fam, it's like 10 o'clock. What is going on? We still got two matches. Yeah, like, man. so I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a fan of like, hey, well, hell, if I'm paying for it, let's just put on a fucking show because yeah. I'm like, that's what y'all try to do every in every two hour spot you have every week anyways. You know what I mean? But yeah, um, and at some point, I mean, these bump cards are going to be up for these young guys, man. Yeah, you know? I, I feel that way, too. Um, I, I all I'll say regarding the, the show is for the most part, I felt like their booking decisions were OK. I definitely mm-hmm. would have switched the tag titles up. I would too. I don't know if I would have had Punk win right away. Yeah, I think um, there's more story there, especially when he's like, I don't know why he's taking it personally. Like, you yeah. really, they, they could have stressed this to another event, you know? Yeah, they really, I mean, obviously there's other stuff going on in the horizon now with Forbidden Door, but um, West Westwood uh, takes us to the fallout um, as we venture down to what's now known, which I we once was known as the Great Western Forum, but I guess now it's Kia cutting the checks. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I got a chance to go back to the old neighborhood, seen a CSC. The square was good. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Seen the square about, you know what I mean? But square, yes, square squares out. No, no. But, you know, it was a cool, cool time. It reminded uh, me of like personally when we used to go up there a lot for like the basketball games. Um, Oh, yeah. And and, and what a reason to go back. You know what I mean? For for wrestling. We've never been to a wrestling show there. So that was kind of cool when I really thought about that as well. Um, yeah, man. Um, I had a good time. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. I mean, it was, uh, the, the seats are good. Good view. Um, we got to catch a little bit of dark right before. Um, yeah, was, was a fun time, I will say. But uh, we'll jump right into it. Definitely. It's been, you're right. I, I, for some reason, when we went there, despite going to the forum more than once, it felt a little different for some reason. Maybe because yeah. time is higher whatever it was but yeah i think the other thing too is because i haven't been there since we were like still in high school you know what i mean and then when you go from that to working at a venue like a honda center where you're like oh there's terraces and all this other stuff and like you're not used to that and then when you go back to the quote-unquote the hood you're like oh they don't they don't tear this thing out okay yeah (laughs) yeah, definitely straight up Uh, it's a little, yeah, a little better, I would say. But uh, we do kick off AW Dynamite. And uh, just so you guys know, the review is going to be pretty loose. Um, really, it's more about things we didn't see on TV and filling you guys in on things you didn't see because we were there live. So, of course, you guys saw CM Punk. We kicked it off right away. New world champ. He comes out, I will say, curiously, because I did go back and listen to some of the uh, you know commentary. And they kind of coined it as this all this teaming of these three. Because if you guys watched um, anything online that was about Double or Nothing when it went off the air, FTR came down to the ring to champion uh, Punk's title win. You know, while he how are they the not on the show, bro? <laughs> I know we were talking I, about that. Like, we man. Were, bro, we were pissed. You know, but it's kind of you gotta you gotta 
you know, it's hard to ignore the fact that when you were just beefing with MJF and these guys are with MJ were with MJF and we haven't heard much on the pinnacle since, even though they say the pinnacle's not over. And then all the other stuff of MJF has kind of taken more of a pr primary focus. You know, you're not even thinking about the pinnacle. So it's kind of weird to see them teaming with Punk despite the new uh, baby face. face turn. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking the same. I'm like, last time y'all in the ring together, y'all were facing each other. Yeah, because they like, were like clapping hands and everything. They came out the face tunnel as well. So I mean, but, look, uh, oh, commentary. Oh, yeah, I was going to say commentary. The only thing I thought they could have done is maybe done some sort of like pre-tape or something because commentary is like yeah this just stems from a mutual respect from when dax show us CM Punk, we don't believe you, know, you show us yeah exactly yeah. yeah you know but they take on max caster teaming up with the uh ass boys aka the gun club um, had, a, had a nice amber heard punchline yeah i had that um I, there was one where he said uh punk you look horrified you look like you live under the 405 yeah he did say <laughs> that but yeah, well, I, like, I thought oh, the yeah. Amber Heard one was topical because the the verdict was read last uh, yesterday. Yeah, exactly. about him yeah. winning. So I was like, hey, this dude don't skip a beat, dude. Yeah, no, he does not. Oh, so, man. and then you were talking about how he he was on the Walk of Fame, found Vince McMahon. Yeah, he saw off, Vince right? McMahon. Yeah, photo. he just took a photo of him. You know, double birds. Like, yeah, listen. Yeah, <laughs> not really, but that's that's the look on his face. Like, yo, I am never yeah. going to your your company, and I'm like. I mean, don't burn the bridge, but I guess whatever, bro. Like, you know, yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the acclaim for sure. What uh, I didn't realize, though, I kept thinking it was Bowens the whole time messing up the cities. But what it was. actually, No, yeah, it's the ass boys that they do. They, they, they're, yeah. they're, because he's in a wheelchair. They're like like Max bestowed like this responsibility for them to cut that line. But they never get it right. It's like the third yeah, time they've never gotten it right. Give me that, you idiots. This is yeah. how you do it. And then, yeah, cut it, cut it real dope. But uh. Yeah, man, really fun match. Uh, there was a very crazy uh, move I didn't see. I must have been, like, posting something on my phone where they did, like, a, what was it, Punk and Dax helped uh, execute an avalanche power slam with Cash? Yeah, that, oh, oh yeah, so I said, uh, yeah, yeah, you probably, because I remember I was like, oh, damn, they, I was like, was that Cash? Is that? Oh, off the top? And I, I thought yeah. you saw it. Yeah, they, they did, like, yeah, a double suplex where they set him up for a, Avalanche power slam off the top. Yeah, like, very like very British cool. Bulldog and, style. Yeah, it was pretty exactly. Crazy. And then JR had a really good line. I heard a commentary he said FTR are smooth like biscuits through gravy, baby. Hey, <laughs> I'm not gonna even deny JR's <clears throat> knowledge and expertise on biscuits and gravy. So and the smoothness it glides through. <laughs> yeah, this is a man yeah. who made a lot of change with some barbecue sauce. So I think he knows a little thing or two about the oh, kitchen. Yeah. Especially but, uh, down Punk, south. Oh, um, yeah. I would say the champs, because uh, you got the ROH tag champs in there, of course, AW champion. Uh, they get the win, GTS in a big rig combo. Uh, we get a post-match promo where uh, CM Punk, uh, he's talking about Forbidden Door. Uh, and remember, we were trying to figure out who FTR were talking about? Yeah. Yeah, so they were talking about getting uh, attacked. They were, they were talking about uh, United Empire. Because remember, oh, they had that Oh, yeah, map. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, I don't know what's up with that Finley line he still said, and I have more on I wonder a it, Finley. But, I was uh, going to say, is, is he part of that crew or no? I, I don't know that for a fact, but I do know, I mean, not to skip too far, but next week, uh, it's being said Hangman is booked to face David Finley on Ram on uh, Dynamite. Hmm. So, okay. And uh, he, you know, he also, I forgot to tell you this, he did tweet out um, a response to losing the title. He said, I've had a while to reflect on my time. Oh, yeah, Hangman. I did see that. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, yeah. So, okay. And, and, you know, I'll just read it for the listeners. Um, I have time to reflect on my time as champion now that it's come to an end. Thank you all, not for supporting me, but the vision. It's not about the gold or the glory. It's about the common love and dignity in which we treat each other, change the world. So it doesn't seem like he's really hungry for a rematch right away, but, you know, we'll see. Yeah, but, I was uh, I was worried, uh, wondering whether well, I, I do. have I did get news about him, though, uh, about pertaining to Forbidden Door. I don't know if you heard this. Uh, according to Wrestling Observer, they're saying that it's kind of locked in that he's going to be facing Okada. Page and Okada? Yeah. Damn. Clothesline versus clothesline? That's hard. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. You know, I'll be kind of, I mean, and even, I'm sorry, but thinking about it now, you can't tell me that FTR couldn't have found a way to put the ROH titles online against the Hardys and the Young Bucks. Come on, fam. That could have been an awesome triple threat. Bro. That, they could have got added to the title match. We were talking about to make it a four-way. They could have done the match. Uh, I even said the whole finish with more time could have played out on the pay-per-view with Rapongi Vice, and then you got a bigger pop, you know what I mean, with Jeff Cobb and all that, you know, but feel like it was wasted for TV a little bit. But um, And then uh, I will say this, he yeah, had the post-match promo, Punk's talking about Forbidden Door, and then we get uh, Tanahashi, the ace, appearing on stage, as he is now confirmed to be facing Punk at uh, Forbidden Door. So that should be interesting. Uh, next we get the, of course, man, the much talked about mjf in-ring promo um he talks about i'm just going to skim through some of this stuff man because it was incredible to see this live because i mean we were in a collective of people that were clapping most of the time because we knew what he was saying was just straight facts you know what yeah, i'm saying 100 um, yeah and we knew what he said about the fans did not apply to us oh no <laughs> so, but uh he basically talks about every you know this is not MGF. <laughs> the, the men- we're, we're, we're sitting in the mench section, so we were good. We're safe. <laughs> there you go. But he says, uh, this is Maxwell Friedman talking uh, to me, which is a straight callback to this is Phil talking to Paul Levesque. Yeah, you know. this isn't CM Punk talking to Triple H. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, uh, you know what? We've, we've been back and forth. You want you try to sit down with me to hash it out, but it's been too little too late. He says when it started, it was basically all friends wrestling, uh, but he wrote his own ticket and he got, he's got pretty damn good penmanship. Uh, he's given moment after moment after moment. Uh, everything he touches is gold. There's nothing he can't do. And uh, while others are hitting home runs, he's hitting grand slams on a weekly basis. Uh, and then, uh, you know, the fans start to clap and he says, where were you guys at over the weekend when you called me an unprofessional piece of shit? I don't want, you know, I don't want your you know, your adulation now basically calls the fans uneducated marks who don't know shit. And, uh, you know, it tells the people in the back, if you guys want my spot, you can have it. I don't want to be here anymore. Uh, why don't, you know, maybe if I was an ex WWE guy, would you treat me better? Uh, you know, the fans is because I, 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 I like that because he's like, maybe I should be an ex WWE. I'm like, Oh man, this guy's talking about going and then coming back. And yeah. I'm like, my, my conspiracy theory for, for Cody, <laughs> I was like, pretty much. Yeah. I was like, oh, man. Seriously. Uh, he says, you know, is it because I'm not I'm not trained like your favorites or I don't pretend to watch New Japan? I don't dump my opponents on their head. I don't chase star ratings. Uh, you know, I am the best in the world. I'm the only guy who can make you feel. I don't got to do a bunch of bullshit to get you there. Facts, facts, facts. Uh, and he says uh, the fans and TK taken for granted. Uh, TK hoards money to pay the ex WWE guys he could bring in who can't lace his goddamn boots uh, and says, you know what? You're in a position of power in the wrestling business, but you should be in the, uh, the position you should be in is behind the guard row with the fans. And uh, I thought he said, I want you to find me, like find me 
you know, financially. You know what I'm saying? But he says, I want you to fire me, is what he said. Yeah, that's what I thought he said, yeah. Calls him an effing Mark. Mike cuts. They went straight to commercial, just like, you know, Mark told us. Shots to Mark McFly. He wasn't able to make the show with us after all, which uh, was a bummer. But uh, he was our outside correspondent. (laughs) Sucked pond water. Exactly. (laughs) But yeah, also, he he was a TV scout, letting us know what made TV, what didn't. And that's what's weird is right after that, we see him kind of in the ring still because i yeah i I watched i watched uh because remember i pointed out the connected through wrestling guys they actually already put up the footage from their from yeah i saw that because even wrestling talk used their their footage uh, yeah it was the cleanest one yeah and they're Mm -hmm. again they're almost at every show dude yeah so like we're talking um, about is guys uh at some point cm punk came down i guess missing a boot too he left I, I was gonna say he, he looked like he was he had already taken to start taking his boots off and he's like yo what the fuck is this guy going on about yeah. like I don't and know if that's what he was people, trying to sell or what you know what I mean yeah but apparently people said Matt Jackson was also in the tunnel kind of doing a what the fuck was that but he never came out onto the stage completely so and we were yeah we on saw yeah we saw somebody yeah. like it looked like there was more than one person trying to get down there we didn't know what yeah. was going on but what and, what happened when it was really weird is yeah you see him come down and. MJF sees him and he like chucks his uh, Burberry scarf on the mat or like on the floor. And then he actually just exited the back way. I guess if you want to call it Jeff Hardy style and you see a security guard run over there, like to make sure nobody touches him and get him to the back as fast as possible. But it like, like it wasn't talked about before, right? Like, like he was in a position. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if that was meant to help really sell it for the live crowd, but uh, definitely an interesting development, uh, um, you know, especially with him talking about the executives that were in the house. Which, you know, I was telling you guys about earlier that day. Uh, but yeah, very interesting. But uh, I mean, had, also uh, because a lot of people feel like they don't know what's real or what's not through this whole thing. Yeah. And it's like they don't know if if obviously they would have turned the mic on him off a long time ago if he was out there unauthorized saying some shit. Exactly. Though it is a live mic. So, you know, but from like I said, Earlier, it seems like right now they're trying to turn uh, a lot real life situation yeah, to a rating, yeah. and it seems like I was just about to say that. Rating, yeah, so we'll see. Yeah. Um, and that was interesting too because the report, you know, obviously because he was stretchered out after his match at Double or Nothing, a lot of people thought he was not set to be featured on the road for a little bit. So yeah, I mean that that's what they said that he was pulled from some shows coming up because they exactly. were just trying. But again, it just could be stuff fed to us. You know what I mean? Who knows? Exactly. Uh, next, we had Johnny Elite uh, making his return. I I'd still confirm he is not all elite, but he is Johnny Elite when he's in the uh, AEW uh, arena uh, competing. And obviously, he's getting that you know local Cali pop. Uh, should be noted, all obviously, by the way, his friend slash Ryan Nemitz's brother, Dolph, was backstage, as well as um, Renee and uh, CJ, CJ Perry. You know who else is there is um, Macaulay Culkin and Freddie Prince Jr., which uh, the only reason I had been oh. up Freddie Prince because he has been talking uh, promotion talk. Like, he's trying to start his own his own company. Yeah, we'll so, see. Yeah, Everybody. that's what I said, too. I'm like, oh, it's, it's must be easy to do so with those... Uh, Residual Scooby Doo checks, asshole. But cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I um. Yeah. Just bask in it. Just just Vince, bask it up. <laughs> Vince Vaughn was there as well. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was Fucking shown during Vaughn. the. Um, he was shown during the main event, and then uh, was it him or was it Killer Cross? Because have you heard about that? They <laughs> EC three told uh, Chris Van Vliet. He said, "Next time you work out with Chris with Cross, 
close your eyes and tell me you don't hear Vince Vaughn talking to you. Mm. And he Office went in the voice. Yeah. And he said that to him. He started laughing really loud. And he was like, yeah, I get that all the time. I'm like, holy fuck, you do sound like this guy. But you don't think about it if you're not thinking about it. Like, yeah, yeah it's pretty hard to check that out. But yeah, he was there. And then a guy um, I've seen him in uh, the Black Klansman. He's been uh, in Cruella as well. But his name is Paul Walter. Howard. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah he was there as well. But uh, no, back to the match. Johnny Elite takes on a mystery opponent, which we weren't aware uh, was uh, promoted for the show. And it was none other than a returning redeemer in Miro. Yes, sir. Uh, he, uh, and he did get the win via game over, but I thought, you know, I wanted to cover the pre-match vignette, which we couldn't hear shit in, in the arena, but I really liked this. Uh, he said, my God, it's been a long time. I've been thinking, waiting, and healing. Everything you put me through made me realize all I need is to get closer to you. So I will help uh, my fellow man in AEW, the bastards, the punks, the cowboys, and the pagans, too. I will redeem them all. Those good deeds huh. are what's going to yeah no no because he because he mentioned Pac. yeah though when Pac first got there he was like i ain't working with this guy exactly so that that was interesting but he says those good deeds he says i'll redeem them all and those good deeds are what's going to bring me back to the kingdom of heaven where i will find you so you separated me from my gold and kept me from my home but my neck of sand is now fixed but it's my heart that's broken my god i no longer wish to come home i now want to come and take yours the Redeemer is back. Flawless. This, I was like, damn, Redeemer. that was a good ass fucking promo. So he's he's good, dude. Like, that's yeah. why I'm like, I'm like, look, don't tell me that whatever spot you were getting on this pilot for CBS was taking up all your time where they were like, oh, we can't just put you back in the shuffle. Yeah, because clearly, I mean, we talked about he had the hamstring uh you know injury, but it's yeah. been a long time since, since we what was it, full gear? I think was that Brian Danielson. And and see, my thing is, was that injury before that match for Brian Danielson? Because remember, he lost. Uh, we were thinking that he got hurt off that 630 against Sammy because he yeah. landed like riding on his nuts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so uh, I wasn't sure when he was injured or if he was already fixed up by the, the time that he had that match with, with Brian. Mm. But it's been a while and I don't understand it's why. Wild. Yeah, you it's know, but I'm, for sure. but I'm glad there's some new hosses that I would love to see him tangling with. Mm-hmm. Um, I still would like to see him solo, though. I don't want to see him under any anybody else's control. I like yeah. the... When he when he's calling the shots in that, it seems like he has a hole in that character. So that's why I kind of want to yeah, let him no do problem. his thing. You know what I mean? But anyways, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, in ring segment, Jericho Appreciation uh, Society. Uh, you know, Bene- they come out, Bene- boy Bene- band up. Uh, well, Sans Danny Garcia. They didn't have all five members. He was getting ready for his match later. Not Danny uh, boy. <laughs> really liked uh, Angelo. In my mind, kind of did his own version of uh, uh, Roman Reigns has acknowledged me when he says AEW Galaxy, which is already. You know, yeah, yeah, it's hilarious. You know, yeah. a play on the the, the universe. He says, "Appreciate us," which I liked, but it, it's hard not to think, acknowledge me, appreciate us, or acknowledge us. You know, uh, you know, they they basically tout what happened at, at the event, um, and uh, Keith Snacks he comes out with Regal in tow, and demands a blood and guts match. Um, and I did see the delivery on Regal; it was pretty good. It wasn't war games, but it's as yeah, close tr- as you're gonna I, get. I knew it had to be because when I was on Twitter, everyone's like, "Yo." Regal said it. I'm like, did he though? Because I was there live. It didn't really come out like that. Yeah. But I was like, I guess I got to watch the TV version, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but you know, one thing I forgot to mention that was funny about that anarchy uh, in an arena match is Justin Roberts looking around like, uh, well, shit's about to hit the fan. Uh, Max is, right. I was like, yo, what the fuck is going on? 
Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that, 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 that was that, good. It popped the crowd very well. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, and then so then we get uh, Kingston coming back out. He tries to rush the ring. Jericho says, you, you're not going to get blood and guts and uh, six the dogs on him. He gets jumped, but uh, only as a distraction, it seems, as we see Ortiz actually uh, come from the back way, and uh, he hits Jericho in the face with the, was it the speed ball? The mad ball, mad ball. <laughs> as Excalibur likes to call it. And, yeah. and uh, yeah, actually cut off a little bit of his hair and uh, gets out of Dodge. Jericho goes ballistic and says, all right, you guys can get blood and guts, but only if I can face Ortiz first in a hair versus hair match. And that's kind of uh, where we left it there. And I thought it was weird, too, because Kingston also said, you know, I haven't talked to Danielson. And then he said, I haven't heard from Mox in weeks, which doesn't make sense. Though I think he just kind of like loved that line live because it's like, well, this is days ago. It wouldn't be weeks ago. You know what I'm saying? And you guys just teamed together. So I don't know if you didn't talk to Mox in weeks. It doesn't make sense for them to get involved in your beef. You know what I'm saying? So and they, had, it, they, just, they just had a tag match against the uh, against um, private party too so those those two specific guys moxley and eddie kingston so gotcha how'd, how'd you guys not have talking to you know what i mean yeah mm-hmm. uh yeah yeah that don't make sense i got you man well uh after that we got a uh i was just gonna say this there was a small recap we did not see they kind of played it but small joe apparently you know they were trying to talk to him post owen final and uh he was trying to explain you know his loss and how he, where he goes from here he got jumped immediately what they did was basically do you remember when undertaker used to line up that uh the chair underneath your chin and then just yeah, slam yeah. it on the floor so they did that but put it in the arm like the the shoulder joint basically where your armpit would start yeah. and his and the injured arm and then just pushed them into like a case a loading cases like you know kind of like so some, something that wasn't going to have any budge where he was going to. Yeah, I feel exactly. Yeah. You know, so kind of doing the, the Matt Hardy chair spot, but not. Oh, not the around neck. the neck. Yeah, it's like yeah. underneath the arm. Yeah, OK. Yeah. So that's definitely going to play part. Uh, this takes us to the Big Ten man, uh, of course, Undisputed Elite with Leo from uh, Bullet Club. Right as they came out, they noted that uh, Adam Cole called in a favor from Jay White, just like we were talking about live. Like, I wonder if they're going to throw that in on commentary or something. Uh, they take on instant Jurassic, which, of course, is Jurassic Express and Christian Cage. Darby Allen's there as well with uh, Matt Hardy. We do see Jeff kind of make an appearance in the beginning. But, uh, you know, if you guys didn't hear, they were pretty banged up. So, but, um, you know, pretty fun match. I mean, uh, of course, we get the JB, Herc, and Rana spot. We see Chase and the Dragon on the floor. Uh, Matt has a fun four-corner turnbuckle spot where he's getting everybody. We see a diving spear up the apron by Christian and of course super kick parties for effing days uh, for sure uh, one of the things I did like going back to watch it was JR did question why Cutler needs a job and it was curious to see Cole kind of defend him saying oh he's incredibly valuable JR like you understand and then Shiavani was like and that's why you guys talk down to him all the time and he goes we're just here to keep him in line I should be keeping you in line Tony <laughs> you know but but uh oh, they just get the yeah, the heels get the win. We see the high low, and of course the Meltzer driver. Uh, didn't they, yeah, win. but they did. They, they chased the dragon on the floor too, didn't they? Yeah, that's all. Yeah, chasing drag, chasing the dragon on the floor. Yeah, yeah and then so, and then the high low. Yeah, you're right, man. Definitely. So yeah. uh, let's see. We got uh, not just one more or two matches and or three matches and look quick, like three. Quick question for you: did, Didn't we see? Didn't we catch the Hardys at one of those ROH shows in Samstown at one of the shows? What times we went? Because we were like tripping uh, out how we how we never got to see him live, and it took us. No, I think you and Mark did. Oh, maybe I, I that's what it was. Okay, yeah, yeah, it must have been that second yeah. time we went. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, but oh uh, yeah, David got, was uh, there. David was there. Yeah, you're right. 
exactly. Yeah. So uh, backstage segment, uh, calling back to the tag team champions, swerving our glories. Uh, I mean, this I'm going to be honest, this doesn't really do much for them, which makes it seem like so you didn't give them the titles to do this. That's weird. Um, you see Swerve is backstage with Lee and a few people flanking uh, Swerve. And he uh, basically says, hold up. I'm not here to talk about that. I got to introduce my people. I'm in L.A. You know, I'm, I'm a mogul now. So he introduces Gee, who is the maker of Black Panther and uh, Captain America's Civil War with the MCU. Then he goes over to this guy, Flash Garments, who, if that sounds familiar. He, he, he's, he's the guy, guy that produces uh, his theme, theme song. song. Yeah, Exactly, which he introduces as such. And then fashion icon Jeff Hamilton was there, who presented oh, wow. him a one-of-one of one jacket. Uh, and then you see Swerve talk about, you know, in this building, you had Jerry West, Will Chamberlain, you had Magic Johnson, Abdul Jabbar, you had Kobe and Shaq, two big players on one team. And then Kyle, or not Kyle, but Keith kind of reassures we are going to capture tag team gold soon enough. And when it happens, everyone will swerve in their glory. So it was cool, but it didn't do much because it, it just seemed like it was just swerve name dropping and Keith was just there. Did you know? they, they must have played this not in the arena. No, no. I mean, there was a that's few so weird that they, that they wouldn't do that and get some crowd reaction from it. That's so exactly. Weird. So uh, and then we get an onstage promo from the newly all elite Athena. Uh, she's up there with uh, Tony Schiavone. Uh, she confirms she's all elite. She talks about the competitive women's division and Jade being a dominant champion, but all streaks are made to be broken. And of course, she's interrupted by Jade and co um, being Stokely and the baddies, uh, Red Velvet and uh, Kira Hogan. No Mark Sterling, as I said at this point. Uh, you know, they exchange words when uh, Jane's, uh, Anna Jay, I should say, and Statlander actually enter on the stage to kind of join the the you know alliance there to kind of exchange words with all the baddies and the eventually we get stokely calling the rest to spell out to separate everyone it i don't know i mean it was good words by athena but it's kind of like that age-old oh someone's gonna come out on the stage to be interrupted by somebody while doing a promo with tony you know what i mean it's just you expect it now speaking yeah. of uh yeah 100 percent you do unfortunately yeah, yeah. mm-hmm uh, speaking of Mark Sterling, he does have a uh, showing after this match I'm about to highlight. Wardlow taking on J.D. Drake, the newly all-elite, you know, quote-unquote signee because he's not with MJF anymore. Uh, not a bad match, but he wins with a two-note powerbomb symphony. Uh, right after the match, we see Mark Sterling show up as he actually serves some papers on behalf of the American Arena Security Professionals. So the funny uh, thing is, is some of those guys in that group were still some of the guys from the Vegas shows. You know what's funny is the guy you talked to in the parking lot, Jimmy Mayhem, was literally on the right of Mark Sterling. No, that wasn't him. Security guards. No, that, that wasn't, wasn't him. him. No, that, um, that that's G Sharp, aka Quicksilver. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, they, they the, the hair threw me off. Yeah, no, I, I'd imagine because they have the, the same kind of like Afro-ish. Like, yeah, yeah. Because exactly. usually, if you remember, he used to wrestle under a hood, and then now he's going by his his name. His name it's, I forgot his first name. It's like Jeffrey Sharp. He's going by mm -hmm. G Sharp now. No mask. Like with the, the, the doctor or what's in the Denzel Washington from He Got Game special, pretty much with the hair and all that. But I did see Jordan Cruz though on the left, so shout out to him, man. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I don't know who it was, but more little power bomb. Oh, shit I don't know out. who that was. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know who he was. He ain't who he is now. Crazy. <laughs> he power bombed him. Then they cut to another uh, to a backstage promo that I'm about to talk about. And what people didn't see is that how he picked the guy up and powerbombed him again. <laughs> so yeah, that he, didn't, he, yeah, he shoved the paper in his mouth and just powerbombed him again. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but we get backstage promo, um, Scorpio Sky, top team. Uh, Dan compliments Dante's potential and says in a couple of years, he'll be as good as Sky. But Paige says that he doesn't have a couple of years. He only has a few days to face Sky. Uh, Scorpio says Dante needs to enjoy his Cali vacation. Go ahead and walk down Sunset. Go ahead and stop at Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. Become Rampage. Um, he's going to get his hand, his ass handed to him by the face of uh, TNT. Then Dante actually interrupts right as he goes to snap and, you know, cue the end of the promo and he catches his hand. Dante just says, I'm going to prove to you that I'm better than you are right now. We'll see you on Friday. So not much, but just to add some, I guess. Fuel I to mean, the it, it just would have been great to show this while they're in Los Angeles. Exactly. And it just again, I don't understand this guy. He's not from Ontario. He's from L.A. Yeah, he's not like he, like the, the title. Like you think about the building they were in and you're not going to show the Kobe championship, bro. Dude, he called. I didn't realize this. He calls his title Genie, like Genie bus. Oh, that's awesome. Right. Because of the color. So I was like, how do you not do this in the arena? But it's like people at home think it's in the arena. And you have but to think a guy place. like Scorpio who's grew, grown up here probably was like it'd be dope to wrestle with a fucking forum yeah 100%. and they're not they're not staying open that much longer they they they've getting bought out you know what i mean so yeah. that's why i'm like and, come and, on man and to be fair we did get you know on dark kazarian was there and he did face saw he did have cd with him you know and but that wasn't on tv or you know when most of the people were that in was the dark right yeah that was dark or yeah. dark elevation i'm sorry so yeah. uh we got two more matches here man and uh just some match announcements uh, we got Tony Storm teaming up with Ruby Soho to take on uh, Team DMD, as I affectionately call them, Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. Um, you know, it's a very good match. They had a lot of good time. You know, I went back and watched this, and this is what I'm like. Even um, a review I listened to said, this is your main event uh, uh, division right here, these four ladies here. I mean, honestly, you could add some more, but I agree. You could really, you know, build some great foundation around these four ladies, you know, whether they're teaming or individual, whatever. But uh, had great time, great physicality. Eventually, the baby faces did win with uh, Destination Unknown by Ruby Soho. And, uh, yeah, that would take us to the main event, man. Uh, John Moxley taking on Daniel Garcia. Um, go out your way to watch this match, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah, is- uh, shout out. To- Jason Marchuka hit me up because he didn't know that we were there last night. He's like, oh, man, we could have met up. And I was telling him, like, you know, oh, yeah, my bad, dude. We had some stuff going on. But. He's like, man, that main event was better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I, was, yeah. I was just laughing about the text. It, it kind of reminded me of his match with Wheeler. You know, it had star making mm. qualities to it. it okay. You know, it's and, and it's you got it. You know, you, it's hard to not appreciate. This is a guy that was originally touted by Daniel or Brian Danielson to start this whole thing. And now Mox is facing him. Which is, you know, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't lost on me at all. Yeah. No, I'm just, you know, for the list, like I I just couldn't help but think, oh, this is pretty serendipitous in a way, you know. But uh yeah, man, a very good match. Mox did get busted open. Um, there was this point where, you know, he's got the stitches on his head, uh in his in, on his forehead, and he goes for the paradigm shift, but Garcia kind of charges him through the ropes. And in the melee, you see like they get tangled in each other which is what happens when that happens. And I think Garcia accidentally elbowed him on the way down. So you see him start to bleed at that point. Um, but yeah, man. And then um, I thought these are interesting, man, because I'm telling you, every time Jericho and Regal are on commentary, they're the ones that really tell the story. Uh, you know, during picture in picture, Regal is 
touting. He goes, hey, Jericho, I got to give you credit. That, that's, a, that's a good member you got in your crew. You know, he's been on my radar as well. And, uh, you know, Jericho's like, yeah, I had to make him. I had my I handpicked him as one of the first charter members of the society. And he's got promise and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, Excalibur goes, yeah, you know, Brian had uh, his his name on his radar as well for the last couple months. And then Regal cuts in and said, I had him on my radar for at least a year. Last year in my former job, I wanted to hire this. I was going to say, I don't know if you remember that that tweet I sent you that he said. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think just continuing on to remember we were talking about, oh, yeah, I remember you didn't even want to hang out with Hager because you thought he was beneath you. And I remember these two used to, you know, these toss heads used to uh, uh, work for me, you know, type of thing. So I like that when they go off, you know, when they go in picture in picture, he's willing to go there. You know, and even, you know, Jericho says, because, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, you mean your former company you got fired from in a list about 20? And he's like, where is Wheeler Yuta anyways? And he goes, oh, he's in Japan right now. And he goes, oh, you should, he should stay there. You should go join him and stay there with him. And then Regal's like, well, I'm rather revered in Japan, but didn't you fail and fall right on your backside when you first got there? And then Jericho <laughs> goes, that was 31 years ago, and I've had like three Tokyo dumps since then. So great point, you dummy. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like good back and forth and uh jr is like ooh, and then you see jericho is like oh jr a gym like that one <laughs> uh, that, that, that's like that a conversation we had the other day like no one ever forgets <laughs> yeah exactly exactly but uh man great spot garcia gets money clipped onto steel steps which is crazy uh, uh avalanche front chancery suplex i've never seen by mox i mean not even on the ground but from an avalanche standpoint it looked crazy uh and i love this point too when you see garcia start to break down uh you know uh mox use some submissions he goes i was the man of a thousand and four holds but garcia knows 43 more <laughs> so i thought that was great <laughs> yeah okay. uh, we had a, a big paul driver from garcia as well um you know it get, this is a good match man it, even to the point where again commentary regal goes this is the kind of competition that makes me proud to be in professional wrestling and then jericho goes this is the kind of competition that makes me proud to be a sports entertainer what are you talking about <laughs> so but uh basically the breakdown comes down jericho runs down to distract eddie oh, i'm sorry to distract the match eddie runs down almost slips on the ramp like really bad to be no I, I didn't see i saw the gift this morning i'm like oh he, he had to like just keep going or else he was fitting to fall on his face yeah yeah seriously uh, he stops him from interfering and mocks it's the paradigm shift and then wins via the bulldog choke. Really good match, man. Really good uh, way to go off the air. I was surprised this was the main event and not the 10 man. But um, I think they had more substance in this, which makes sense. Because the 10 man was, you know, that's the video game match. Everyone getting the shit in. But uh, yeah, man, like I said earlier, uh, you know, in terms of match announcements, Hangman will be taking on David Finley next week or next Wednesday, I should specify, for AEW Dynamite. But on uh, tonight, Rampage, we got uh, you're going to be there, so that should be fun for you. Uh, I mean, I, oh, she is she going to have her first match? Dave, you against Kira Hogan. Oh, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, because yeah. I, I was more just like, well, at least I get Scorpio. But even though, you know, it should have been what it should have been. But well, there's another match you'll get to. I mean, like you said, we do have the TNT title match. Scorpio Sky versus Dante Martin. But you got the Lucha Brothers taking on the Young Bucks. Oh, Okay. Yeah. So I, mean, I, I, I knew the Bucks had to be somewhere in there. I mean, well, then oh, again, yeah. I, I thought if they had already gotten used at, on this show that they wouldn't use them for Ontario. Mm-hmm. But where's Samoa Joe? <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm all like, I'm like, I need them all. I need, I need, I need to see them all at, at this show. Like, especially Samoa Joe's like, oh yeah, I missed that meet and greet. Fuck my bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh man, but um, 
yeah, it should be a good show, man. I, I'm definitely going to be uh, excited to, uh, you know, report some stuff. I, I probably won't, won't do any type of spoiler type thing because we, we will be on the West Coast, but uh, I'll probably definitely uh, in the chat with y'all. I don't know how often you guys uh, go out of your way to watch uh, Rampage uh, nowadays, but um, yeah, I'll keep y'all, you know what I mean? Oh no! Keep that neck on swivel with the, with some uh, some info from the from the ground, you know, ground floor. On behalf but, of the Quincy Jones show, please do, please do, you know, you know. But um, yeah, man, that was the that was pretty much the show. Uh, yeah. Shout out to um, AW merch department. They had a pretty cool uh, California style shirt that I thought was pretty pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but man, y'all out here selling for the high i see <laughs> yo i don't know if that was aw or aw arena prices but wow man 40 dollars for a t-shirt yeah now that i think about it mostly when i go to a live show for them it is around that it's like a 35 40 buck type joint like the 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 moxie one i got for you when he won that was 40 bucks damn i don't think i yeah. spent that much at the wwe superstore when i went to mania i mean they might have been like 30 i think maybe 32 but who 40 is a time before like, tax? Wait, like, do you want the cardboard version or do you want that unisex soft material? <laughs> Word. We exactly. cut you a deal on that cardboard though. <laughs> yeah. But we'll um, yeah, hell of a week for AEW. Um, yeah, hell of a week, 100 percent I mean, guys, for a lot of different reasons, but you know, yeah. good, you know, back I mean, to back good shows. Seen, I was gonna say by the by now you guys have seen our social media, so you guys see all the fun we had with the wrestle wednesdays some of the uh, footage we put up uh, it, it was a fun time man uh hopefully they come back to the west coast pretty pretty soon but uh yeah, yeah i'm hoping, I'm hoping they can host a pay-per-view out here at, at least that, that, yeah that, that yeah, would be, imagine if they changed bash at the beach to a place that actually has a beach <laughs> I, mean, I wouldn't be mad at that but i think that's why they went to the forum because they don't know what they could sell out yet you know what i mean i think if they want to do a pay-per-view it should be like at um i, I want to call it the stable center but i forgot it's called something else now what is it the, the crypto Bitcoin center the, the crypto, crypto center, center yeah so. which i keep hearing going for like a year or so i forgot it's like a one-year contract i don't know they paid they paid to change the name right whatever i don't know yeah I um but uh but no, yeah that was uh, yeah that was this week man yeah i want to shout out everybody that uh either saw us at the show uh went to the show um had fun mm -hmm. but also uh you know you guys we're always doing what y'all do, and that's, uh, you know, following what we do. So uh, shout out to y'all, man. Uh, be sure to follow us on social media at uh, The Quincy Jones Show on Instagram, at Quincy Jones Show on Twitter, and backslash uh, Quincy Jones Show on Facebook. And, of course, at Quincy Jones Show on TikTok, man. That's where you're going to find a lot of the uh, the Russell Wednesday videos and stuff like that. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, man, make sure you uh, you tap in with us, um, you know, get in Check and all the fun. Hashtag, baby. Check yeah, man. Hashtag, baby. Also, uh, still got merch, still got shirts for sale, man. $10 a pop, buster, medium, large, extra large. Let us know. Uh, the Quincy Jones Show at gmail.com. And, of course, yours truly, uh, Quincy Jones. Go uh, on Spotify, anywhere you go to get music, man. Again, we, we working out this album, man. Uh, I can promise y'all we're going to have something for the summer for y'all. That's all I can say at this juncture right now. But uh, make sure you, uh, when you're done listening to me, hit that hot tag button, tag in uh, the hip-hop hybrid check out all his catalog as well um anywhere you, anywhere you go to get music man um you, you really don't have any excuse at this point is what i'm trying to say uh, 
You guys know what it is. You know who I are, D-O-C-L-E-S-N-A-R. Hit that search bar. Boom, there I are with five-star bars for you and yours to take the Mars and all kinds of jars, et cetera, et cetera. You guys know what it is. Um, your favorite artist, you might not even know it yet, but you guys will in a short second. Just go ahead and search for me on all your favorite platforms that you look to listen to music, whether you're in the gym, whether you're at home, whatever you're doing, cleaning your house, outside having a good time, having a party. Go ahead and check out Doc Lesnar. You will see music by myself. You will see music with Quincy Jones there as well. So go ahead and check that out. But find me Spotify, on Tidal, on iTunes, Apple Music, Amazon, anywhere that you like to buy music. I also have some merch. I uh, got hats, got shirts, got stickers, got lighters, all the above. Go ahead and hit me up. Check me out on my Mercari at Doc Lesnar. Where I also have wrestling merch and as well as Funko Pops as well. Um, other than that, Follow yours truly at Doc Lesnar on Instagram or at Doc underscore KJS pod for all things this podcast. Wrestle Wednesdays, let's go. Hashtag it up. And of course, at I'm Doc Lesnar on Facebook and of course, Twitter. Other than that, my friend, got the usual three words for him. Top guys, out.